tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed, and a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Aaron, this is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Are you ready to get your mind blown? Revolution will be podcasted. Hey everybody, and welcome to a special edition of Tin Foil Hat. You know what I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. Guys, I'm going to keep this real simple. This is a special edition. It's another uh, union of the unwanted. We get some of the best in the independent media together, and we have a fun discussion. We talk about smart cities, uh, and you name it, we go in on it. Uh, this is going to only be available on the uh, audio feed and through Broken Sim. Uh, due to some of the context we talk about, I can't put it out on YouTube because they're looking for reasons to ding me. So I hope you guys enjoy this. Real quick, I want to tell you today's episode is brought to you by our good friends at Soul Sleep Vitamins from Dr. Joel Gould, everybody. Modern living is killing us slowly by stripping away natural nutritional content of our food. Dr. Joel Gould was, Gould was sick most of his life because doctors are morons, <laughs> his words, not mine, and don't care about natural vitamins and minerals. He healed himself and got off a bunch of the big pharmaceutical drugs, okay? So then that's when he decided to come up with his little sweet baby, Soul Sleep Vitamins. They are made in the USA without any GMO, soy, or any toxic shit like glass phosphate or whatever that is okay these vitamins are clean safe and effective he's got vitamin d vitamin k magnesium vitamin b for energy okay they will keep the hunter-gatherer body healthy by, by just swallowing a couple pills a day, okay? Don't skim and give your body, don't skim on what giving your body what it needs. If you want to sleep like a champ, get soul sleep vitamins. It will help soothe your soul. Go to modernhuntergatherers.com and order what you need to avoid the doctors and their Rockefeller-approved toxic chemical goop, okay? Just go to Modern huntergatherers.com type in tin foil hat all one wood to receive 15 percent discount from your first order and get your vitamin d to an evolutionary level and and the kind we all have to live outdoors okay guys that's soul sleep vitamins go one more time go to modern huntergatherers.com all right please enjoy the show it's a good one Fucking shit. Oops, sorry. <laughs> hey, we are live. Union of the Unwanted. Uh, Ricky, I guess you have technical problems, but take it away. Oh, Ricky. Ricky's you're muted. mute. <laughs> you're muted. You're muted. Huh? There you are. Now you're muted again. Yeah, you're muted again. This is great. There you go. Maybe he's believing himself. I <laughs> can't. Now it's not his mic. He's not muted, but his mic's not working. Okay. That's for all real. too close to the truth, bro. Wow. Guys, welcome to the union, uh, the union of the Unwanted. Bricky, are you back with us? 
Uh, not yet. Yeah, you are. There you are. There you are. You can hear me. So, yeah. Yeah. What? What? Okay, that's great. Can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah we can. Yeah. Okay, we don't know what happened, but um, this is going to be the Barry White of conspiracies. We can hear you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, everybody. Yeah, another union of the unwanted. This is one of those uh, very popular. It seems to be getting a lot of attention. Uh, swap cast with researchers, people in the alternative world, alternative media world, people just different people with different perspectives, bring them together, hoping to provoke interesting conversations. So I think people have found these shows very refreshing because one thing that is, has been awesome is that many of us have slightly different opinions, but we're all open to talking about them and, uh, and just also sharing what's going on in our neck of the woods. And we've been able to connect with people from all over the world. One of our special guests today, which I'm very excited to have on with us today is Pete Evans, somebody I just had a awesome two hour discussion with some weeks ago. And uh, he's in Australia, which is a very um, hot hot spot at the moment. A lot of people are talking about Australia and New Zealand, and he brought up a lot of the stuff that's going on now on my show uh, before it started happening. And he was saying it was going to get worse. So uh, let's uh, let's get Pete in this conversation early. Also to uh, also give me some time to stop sounding so flustered. <laughs> G'day, everyone. Thanks for having me. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Hi. Perfect. <laughs> so, uh, cool. yeah. So, um, just even today, this morning, what's happened in Victoria, I just shared it on my social media pages. And basically what they've stipulated is that they've done lockdown or implemented lockdown for another month as of last night. And this is going to go on for six months minimum, I believe. Every month they can extend it. So they've got a state of emergency or state of disaster. I mean, the, the definition of what, the, what those terms are keeps changing. And I'll just read you exactly what they wrote into the, into the article today because it's pretty telling. So they said, people suspected by health authorities of being likely to spread the virus if they are COVID positive or a close contact of an infected person could be forcibly detained if the bill is passed. The rules confirmed by this newspaper could be applied to conspiracy theorists who refuse to self-isolate or severely drug-affected or mentally impaired people who do not have the capacity to quarantine. Those caught under the new rules could be detained in places where they could be monitored, such as hotels. The bill proposes the powers, the new powers the government says will strengthen the state's pandemic response, including broadening the types of government employees who can act as authorized officers. The state of emergency and state of disaster, which were extended last night for another four weeks, enables the officers to be able to restrict movement, search premises without a warrant, and give other directions that are deemed necessary to protect public health. So, yeah, I mean, you can read into that whatever you like. I mean, but basically, they're going to be hiring new people to be able to be these officers that can come into your home without a warrant, to, can detain you in a location not specified and indefinitely. Even if you are only, even if you do not have the virus, but somebody you know may have it. Like I've been saying this for the last three or four months, that Victoria will be the first to fall and then New Zealand for I believe what they've sold off yeah. on the Belt Road project. So it's um it's pretty 
pretty frightening. But then I'm in New South Wales, which is, you know, over an imaginary border with my family. And it's like COVID doesn't really exist here. Mm. It's bizarre. Who's running running where you are? Who's who's in charge over there? Is it the UN? China is involved. In yeah, Max Egan was on my show and he had, he was talking about how there was this slow kind of Chinese purge going over there, uh, not purge, but this kind of a uh, reach for a very long time. And that the fires had a lot to do with the fact that the Chinese were taking a lot of the water over there. Yeah. And um, it's just kind of super sad because, you know, I've been to Australia doing comedy. It's wonderful, wonderful country. And it's just so sad to see people just, and I just like my, and I, I'll end here, but the cop, like, what are the cops thinking? Like, what are, what are these cops? We're in this kind of conflict in the United States where it's like blue lives matter and we're very supportive of blue lives. But then we see like the history of law enforcement and it's mm-hmm. very much when, when the government wants to come and crack skulls, they send it in the form of riot police. So, you know, these cops that are in Australia, like, what do they think is going to happen? Like, they're going to lock this down and then they're going to be treated different than their fellow citizens. Their children aren't going to be treated under this incredible 1984 draconian uh, fucking censorship and anti-privacy laws. I mean, which uh, I well, just, that's the same thing that happened with the Jews in Germany. Uh, there were there were Jews, there were rabbis that gave out their lists of their congregants and thinking that they would, I mean, people can, I don't care what people think, it's true. And uh, thinking that they would be saved. No, they were just the last to go. <coughs> How I feel about about what's going on with Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Who do, do they think that they matter? They're, tr- they're throwaways. The real people running this, that's why I asked who's running where you are. Is it the yeah. UN? Because well, the, that's what scares me. There's a really interesting thing that's just surfaced over the last week. And it's called the Smart Cities. And Victoria has signed on to the Smart Cities there you go. group. And then once you dig into that, you'll sort of start to see it. But the interesting thing is, I mean, they've had protests in Sydney and they've asked me, I mean, Melbourne and Sydney and different states. Not many people are turning up because in Victoria, for instance, they're getting what's called JobKeeper. So the government is giving the employees that can't go to work a, a basically a paid holiday. And I don't want to generalise it like that, but they're getting paid to not go to work. So the population, you know, if I can generalise, is quite comfortable getting that money. Now, it's the business owners which are hurting but they're sort of a small percentage because the population are the sort of the, the nuts and bolts, but they're getting paid. So there's, I've spoken to a lot of business owners. I've spoken to a lot of people that are laid off and they said they're not really suffering. You know, it seems like it is from the external, but actually in there, they're in, they've got restrictions on them. But it's still, they're getting paid. A lot of them are getting paid. So they haven't gone to that point where it's painful yet. And you know what it's like being a human being. When we suffer enough pain, that's usually when we make a change or we make a stand, whether it be about for our health or for the environment or whatever it may be. And I don't, I think the government is playing it very smart by giving them enough money without having to work so that they're subdued. And all of yeah. these laws are starting to play, come into place. So it, it's, it's, when you can see what's happening, it's frightening. But when I share, I mean, we've got nearly 2 million people on social media. And for anybody that 
isn't aware, I used to host Australia's number one TV show for 11 years. I, a version of MasterChef, let's put it that way, a reality cooking show, which was on commercial television. And I've been talking about diet and lifestyle for the last 10 years and being slammed by the media. And so we've got a big platform, but it's interesting because so many people still believe this virus is Real. a pandemic. It's like, wake up. You're slowly yeah, boiling that. boiling frogs and you're normalizing pathology and you're evoking a snitch nation. I mean, we're paying people now, their Facebook is paying people to stay off of Facebook conveniently till after the elections. So well, yeah, I just wanted to quickly talk about um what is happening in Australia because so far we've seen two videos of people pulled from their homes, you know, one physically after their door was barricaded down, one a pregnant woman who was supposed to get a sonogram. And now, even more frightening, I've seen a woman who basically doesn't comply for 20 seconds being pulled out of her car. You know, Sam, you asked, what are these police thinking? And I, I'm thinking what they're thinking is we're going to lose our jobs if we don't do this. And we have to be the enforcers because, you know, last week I talked about the fact that, you know, the new outbreak was here, right? And everybody always talks about, oh, these mask mandates aren't a big deal in New York. They can't really fine you. It's a health department issue. Well, my small town, again, with 839 confirmed cases and zero hospitalizations, let me say it again, zero hospitalizations, just had a town meeting. I watched the Zoom meeting. It was incredible to me where they're like, we need to make an ordinance so that the police can enforce this and now fine you on the street if you're not wearing a mask and six feet apart from somebody else. So now they have criminalized it. Now they have crossed the barrier. They've written it up. They're going to pass it this week where if they feel like you're not wearing a mask and you're too close to another human being that you're not authorized to be with, they can now approach you and use legal force and fine you. And that to me is scary enough. You know, that's why I'm leaving this state. It's nuts. And what I've seen in Australia is even crazier talking about anti-lockdown protests. You know, my governor in the same breath said last week that the uh, BLM protests were not spreading the disease. There were no outbreaks after them, and they're rampant throughout my state. <laughs> However, the college outbreaks were because of out-of-state students without any evidence and really just Johnny nonsense. So we're living in a, in a very different world. You know, that's why we're calling it COVID-1984, everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's also important to uh, remember on, with respect to Australia is that one of the reasons why the police are acting as comfortable as they are being the psychopaths that we've been watching on television is that they know that the public is unarmed. They took care of that a long time ago through the Port Arthur situation. So now we've got... We've got Australians that have no way to fight back against this. I'm not a big gun fan. I'm not like a Second Amendment rah, 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 like, you know, enthusiast or anything like that. But I like the fact that we I'm I've come over the last 10 years to the to appreciate the fact that, thank God, we are armed because there's got to be at least some barrier to keep. There's got to be something in the back of the cops heads to prevent them from just opening, you know, coming into people's houses and pulling pregnant women out in front of their husbands and handcuffing them, taking them. I mean, that stuff is bad. And I'm not saying that you need to, you know, start a shootout or anything, but 
in the United States, the cops are very much aware that when they do stuff like that, there is at least the possibility that they could get shot when they go into somebody's house doing that. So it's been, we've watched it with Australia and, and Pete uh, correctly, I think, assesses New Zealand next. And what did we see after the shooting there? Guns being removed. We can get into, I mean, it's a topic for another time, the, the ins and outs of that shooting, but, but whatever. We see it in the United States as well. Every time there's a mass shooting, here comes instantaneously the push for gun control and gun confiscation. I would suggest that none of this is accidental, that this is what you do far in advance before you roll out an authoritarian uh, lockstep program like they're rolling out in Australia. And Australia is ahead of the curve in the sense that they're disarmed for the most part, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and that creates, you know, th- this is something we need to keep an eye on um, because this is not stopping. I don't think anybody, of, any of us are naive to think that this is stopping with Austria or Victoria, you know, it's a test yeah. run. It's, it's a test run in Manhattan. We don't have guns. And, and exactly, I was going to say that. It, to speak We're terrified. To no we are being hunted in Manhattan. People don't seem to understand. The people that he let out, the people on the streets are emboldened. These are career criminals that keep getting going through the door. They're trying to get everyone that they can out of Manhattan. There are no cops. We are walking home uh, in a nice neighborhood, so, so-called, on the Upper East Side, and uh, three of our friends have gotten beat up walking home. Two, uh, they got their shit stolen. One, they just punched him in the face and kept running. I'm talking about Midtown East in Manhattan. You know, it took me 20 years to live in a safe neighborhood here, <laughs> and now it's it's hell on earth. There are no cops. Well, let me speak to that really quick. Saying, I want a gun. I want a gun. Yeah, absolutely. Because they took away the guns in, in here. Basically, you could not get a handgun permit in the beginning of March. As soon as this popped off, I think it was mid-March, they took that away. They're now trying to dissolve the NRA through lawsuits. And what she's talking about is a very stark reality in the fact that on Labor Day alone, New York City had 37 shootings. So to bring that also to, you know, uh, Peter Evans talking about smart cities. New York is the test run here, man. They gave the contact tracing to Bloomberg billionaires. They gave the education to Bill and Melinda Gates. They gave the smart cities and the rest to Eric Schmidt. Exactly. And, And just two weeks ago, Bezos announced, oh, you have open properties? We're gonna open up 3,500 offices here. So now Bezos and his Amazon billionaires are coming in. So I, I see so many parallels uh, on what is going on in Australia, going on in my home state For right sure. now. New uh, York City, they're putting up, I saw them the last two nights in the middle of the night around like, I, I, I tend to stay up late. I saw around 2 a.m. They were putting up, uh, Con Edison was in the middle of the street, down the street in the middle of the night with all the lights on, putting up things that were are now above the stoplights. This is not a joke. They are 5G. watching us. What is it? Surveillance it. or 5G? Yes, I think it's both. That's where 5G goes. I think yeah. that's where 5G goes. It, it has to be just a little bit above your head. Yeah. yeah. And that's what like happened in Wuhan. It was it's the first smart city. It's terrifying. And and we don't have guns. My friends that have restaurants, do you know that people walk right in there and ask for their money? Yeah. And I, I keep saying to my friend, first of all, three of my friends had to close their restaurants. 
And then the guys that are hanging in there, uh, now they want, you know what they want to do. Now, if you want to eat in a restaurant in Manhattan, even though we have no deaths and no basically illness in this Manhattan, at least, uh, you have to give your name, address, phone number, and get your temperature taken at the door. Yeah. To eat inside a restaurant at 25%. So we're just signing up to be contact traced. And and like you said before about, about where you are, let me tell you something. I can see somebody a mile away now who has who is dressed in plain clothes, takes out their camera, and is taking pictures trying to snag restaurants to yeah. get a paycheck from de Blasio. You know? And they must have a quota, you know? So it's just... We are under surveillance and we have no cops, none. And we have emboldened criminals and no guns and no way to protect ourselves. Anyone could kick in one of these doors. You think one of these uh, 75-year-old doormen are going to be able to stop somebody if they kick them and go upstairs and just kick in door after door? No, it's not. We cannot live in New York City in the way it is. This is going to become a bloodbath. And it's becoming it, but it could be so much worse. And um, another thing, I'll, I'll let everyone go, but another thing is like, don't let them downplay what they're doing to New York. It's real and, and it's terrifying and it's on purpose. It's on purpose. And don't forget the belly of the beast, the loosest trust slash UN is uh, really the, the, <laughs> the puppet master, the whole show where all of us are. So uh well, behind that, yeah, yeah, anchors. Is there, is there an echo? Can you hear me? Yep. I, I'm in. I'm in Costa Rica, and I got the cops called on me because I refused to wear a uh, face diaper. Plus, take my temperature at my assaulted at my third eye, and um, put right chemicals on my hands and then I went to another bank this was in a bank and I pretended to put Purell on my hand and I had someone snitch me out and I'm actually returning to Chinafornia tomorrow supposedly on United which I'm having panic attacks like right now and um, I, I tried to to check into United and I have a PCR test that shows it's negative. And uh, I have a letter that says back in February before I came here, because I predicted that they were going to weaponize the fever and, and uh, the fever gun that I have suffered from low grade fever. And I wasn't able to check in automatically. And I don't know if they have a dossier on me because I'm a, a troublemaker, but you know, if you've been in touch with anyone who's had COVID-19, then, you know, you're, you're a problem. I don't know what's going to happen at the airport. And I'm still questioning whether I should come back to Chinafornia. Well, it's nice and hot for you with all the fires and everything. So yeah, it'll be good when you're wearing your face diaper. Like Mm -hmm. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. It's not a joke, (laughs) folks. George Floyd said, I can't breathe 11 times before he ever got put on the ground. It's a joke. They're laughing at us. They're laughing at us. That's what I say about Netflix putting this show on. They're laughing at us. They don't hide it. This was on purpose. Uh, I'm sorry to jump to the Netflix, but people are making a big deal that this isn't about Netflix. This is about the powers that be, the, the crazy people that are running the CFR, running the UN, running the Lucis Trust, running the Rockefeller Foundation, trying to, to generate 
our children and divide our children and take God and family and everything yes. that is sacred to Americans and turn it upside down so that they can own our children. And yeah. like, I'm sorry to jump to there, but it's it's a mass it's a mass insurgency of just everything evil at one time. And you know, I keep telling people I'm in New York City out of my mind because I can't during the day I'm scared. Like yeah. what? The, I, I moved here when I was 17. I'm 40, and I'm walking around thinking, "Oh my God, I've never been scared in the city till now." It's micro terror <laughs> every day. It's terrorism, micro terrorism. We're being terrorized on the micro level. Um, but what can we do? Okay, so now yeah, we're at this point, and and I, 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 my big thing lately has been um, to kind of really zero in on on the cause. On the real, the real cause of this is that we're not running Donald Trump against Joe Biden. We're running Donald Trump against the UN slash the complete and total uh, takeover of our entire planet. And I, I know, I, I mean, all of us are on the same team when it comes to the reality of the facts that there are a handful of billionaires that really want all smart cities that want by 2050 for all of us to live in cities completely controlled and all the, they're the only people that will have access to anything else. And this has been a long-term plan. And I, 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 at this point, I don't even know what to say to people anymore that are telling me they're voting for Joe Biden. I just, I don't know either. They're giving away our planet. This isn't about America. This isn't about America. You know, this is about evil. We have been convinced, I believe, that this Lucis Trust, Luciferian base UN is meant to globalize us all so we all hold hands and get along. But it's not. These people the game of divide and conquer. Right. And then they are they they think they're winning. And the truth is, I think that um the media who all belong in prison, most of them, as far as I'm concerned, but I, I think it's probably a couple million people that are doing the damage in America. But to the rest of the world, it looks like we're burning down at the seams, you know? And then they're telling the rest of the world and us that Joe Biden's winning when we know that that's Kamala Harris winning because uh, the Obamas are running, the, have been running a counter government this entire, fuck, um, entire time and they wanted Kamala. So, you know, at this point, it's, Amer it's, it's not America, it's free people all over the world versus, you know, these people that have a million times played the same game and we let them get away with it. And it's this time, are we going to again? It's the French Revolution. You, you make a good point in regards to the illusion that the whole world is crumbling and, and we're living in this uh, just chaos because the same thing happened with the height of the lockdown, right? Uh, I don't know if you, your experience was, but with my experiences, I had people who were listening to the show, Jim, Florentine, what's up, bud? And uh, who were listening to the show, they were all over the world and they were contacting me and they're like, Oh my God, you're in Massachusetts. You're in the East coast. You must, must be in the hot spot. The, you know, the, it must be crazy living over there. And, uh, and everybody I was talking to basically, it doesn't matter what part of the world you're from. They were all saying that the news was telling them that 
the world was ending and and that all these people were dying and hospitals were full to the max and all this stuff. But everybody that I knew was like, well, it must be somebody else experiencing this because I'm not experiencing it. So it was like they created this illusion on the news that like everybody is dying and the world is falling and all this stuff. But I, I know people who were working at hospitals. I know people who were nurses, people who worked at, uh, for ambulance services, you know, firemen, police officers who were going to calls. They were all saying the same thing. If you really talk to the people who were there, a few of them were panicked prior to uh, all this really going down because the, the news kept saying there's a wave of uh, that's going to come and it's going to overwhelm the hospitals and all this stuff. And then after a while, they realized like, oh, shit, what I'm really scared of is just this wave, this this hysteria that they're saying is going to happen that never came about and never happened. So people were more afraid of just the speculation and all the things that were and then when people talk about the second wave, that's what what makes it humorous. It's like, wait, wait, you're freaking out about the second wave? Like the first wave was completely blown out of proportion. Now you believe the second wave. And this goes back to how easily people, I mean, so much of this has become political because if it wasn't political, how much more evidence do you need that truth is being censored or at least alternative views are being censored? I, I would, I don't want to use truth because, you know, some people might have different information or whatnot, but at least anything that goes against the alternative or the mainstream uh, narrative, anything that's alternative, even though in, in tip, our typical lives, it's completely normal to go to a different doctor, get a second opinion. You can get a second opinion that's completely acceptable it's normal but in regards to this no whatever dr fauci says goes if somebody else with a phd who's been studying medicine has a different perspective like dr jensen who is 2016 uh physician of the year in minnesota like his opinion doesn't matter he's pseudoscience it's like yeah, no yeah. He, he studies medicine he's looking at the same information coming up with a different conclusion just like a lot of these doctors are going against the grain but they decided that no in this case and only in this case because if you're an athlete you can get a second opinion completely acceptable for doctors to have different takes on on the same scenario but in this situation only we're deciding what truth is and only these doctors know what's really going on. Everybody else who has a different take based on the same information is is slightly different. I mean, just recently, Dr. Fauci was saying that vitamin C and vitamin D can help fighting the virus. I mean, it's it's in an article, but yet months ago, people were being taken down Facebook for this and taken Not down. Not even months ago. He was talking to Matthew McConaughey and he was he wouldn't even utter, repeat the word zinc. I'm a functional medicine consultant and and... Um, coach and nobody on the COVID-19 task force has mentioned the immune system and he wouldn't even repeat. And he actually said he did this and he said, it's all in your head. Just you can take it, but it doesn't do anything. So has he said the word immune system? The only person who's mentioned a vitamin is actually President Trump, who's talked about zinc. So and people are still believing the Fouchster, the fucking pandemic impresario well, is what I call him. I'm going to jump in here for a sec before I head off, but um, just very, very quickly, last week I interviewed a reporter that's in the White House, a woman called Chanel Rian, and uh, she gave me an hour of her time. And I asked her the questions about Operation Warp Speed and what she thinks Trump's doing and the relationship with Fauci. And she was saying, she, she goes, you can't quote me, even though she said it. She goes, it seems that he is going to be under investigation or is under investigation for conflict of interest at the moment. And what, what was telling about that interview, and I just launched it yesterday on my podcast, if anyone wants to listen to it. Amazing woman. And um, 
she was saying, because I said, what's the deal with vaccines and Trump, right? This Operation Warp Speed, the military. She said Trump's not anti-vaccine, but he understands that they're not completely safe. And he, he, he is looking for, don't believe everything that he says in that context. And I'll, I'll let you have a listen to it. It's, it's a brilliant, brilliant hour-long interview. And I asked her as well, I said, how come Trump doesn't talk about Bill Gates? How come no, no journalist mm. ever asked him about Bill Gates? Exactly. And she explains that as well. She goes, sometimes Fauci has mentioned it, but Trump... She said he likes to keep people in his group that always that don't have the same opinions because he doesn't want yes people in there. But he also, she said, she goes, he also keeps people in there to let them basically hang themselves with enough rope mm -hmm. for a period of time. And it's it's the game the Department of Justice plays as well is don't stop it just yet. Let it play out and see who is involved in this. And I thought it was really telling um, interview and whether you believe her or not, I mean, she's with OAN Network, which could be questionable as well. But I, I had a, it put a lot of things back into balance for me. So um, yeah, I think there's exciting things coming. But then I listened to a, another podcast yesterday for two hours about the, <laughs> that Trump's just a plant and this and this and this. I'm like, ah. <laughs> so. Can I jump in there? Because, you know, OAN is obviously pro-Trump, but if you just look at it, the guy got crucified for talking about what? Hydroxychloroquine, which was something that not only was talked about in the medical community and then censored, but Louis Gomer, you know, somebody who in Congress got this, used that, the zinc, the Zithromax, the vitamin C, D, the steroid treatments that now we can talk about as well. And all of that has been censored. So I think in a sense, he knew he had to play the game. That's what Operation Warp Speed is. Notice his vaccine gets questioned in the media. We had the Moderna tests. The media is almost silence about it. We have the AstraZeneca one person with a spinal injury. Everybody reports on it. You see, Cuomo said he doesn't know if New York is going to recommend Trump's vaccine, even if the FDA passes it. But I guarantee once it's their vaccine and not the one Trump recommends, it will be not recommended but mandated. So I think the guy's smart. He's playing yeah. angles. I don't think he wants to mandate it. Uh, whether or not ever, anyone's ever going to go to prison under Bill Barr and Durham, I'm still extremely skeptical. I've been waiting for years. Uh, but I also don't think this guy is just a dupe and doesn't know what he's talking about when he's playing those games. I've, I've got one more thing just to add, if that's okay. And um, I interviewed Dr. Andrew Wakefield, who made Vaxxed uh, last week or the week before. And I asked him the question. I said, what's the deal with Trump? Because apparently when Trump came into power, he had Robert Kennedy Jr. heading up the uh, vaccine safety um, mm -hmm. testing or committee. And then that got shelved. Yeah. Andrew Wakefield said he had 58 minutes with Trump talking yeah. about MMR, autism, the safety of vaccines. And he said he was in a room with other politicians and everybody else was looking at their phone and their watches wanting to get out of there. He said Trump engaged with him for the full 58 minutes. And he believes, well, this is what Andrew Wakefield said. He said, if the Democrats get in, it'll be mandatory vaccine for every single American. If Trump gets in, he believes that he will offer it for people that want to take it and for the ones that don't want to take it, he won't make it mandatory. And this is Andrew Wakefield, who I, I'm yeah. <laughs> is a, is a pretty big hitter. And then I interviewed a few days ago a fellow called David Martin, who was on the pandemic uh, indoctrination. Which and I asked him, 
I asked him about Trump and I said, when Trump says the China virus, he's not really talking about coronavirus, is he? You know, he's actually talking about China with the Belt Road project and everything. And he, he basically alluded saying Trump talks in code. That's why he keeps saying China virus, China mm -hmm. virus. China. He's, he's trying to let people know that this is not about a virus. So, but he still has to play the game. So really interesting stuff, and I'll, I'll release that podcast, both of those this week. So President Trump ha has gone on record as far as 2012. He arguably has a vaccine-injured child, and we in, who fight for vaccine safety and spread information know, know this and collect this like seeds. Um, so we know that he knows, and uh, whether he's playing 5D chess, whether this is all political theater, but there, there's no question that he knows the dangers of, of vaccines. And Mar Marla Maples, Charlene Bollinger has, has spoken to President Trump and Marla Maples, um, people in my community speak to her. And yeah, he knows the dangers of vaccines, but he has to play the game. Well, That's I what we can hope. Del Bigtree, on, I think it was on this show last time he was on, he mm -hmm. talked about how he... He feels like he's almost messing with people because he's like, oh, yeah, we're going to give everybody the vaccine and we'll give all the doctors the vaccine first, you know, and it's like it was almost like he, he's kind of like, you know, like wink, wink. Yeah, I'm for the vaccine. You all you guys want to push it. How about you guys get it first? So I think stuff like that. It's weird because we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And there's so many people influencing what's going on. There's so many, you know, big pharma. There's so many things going on that it really makes it hard to know what he can and cannot say. I mean, we could easily look at the situation and be like, he can't do certain things because of this person. But, you know, we could we also be attempting to mold him to be out this hero that maybe he's not? We don't know, you know? So, I mean, the Bill Gates thing, I don't know if you guys ever saw the clip of Bill Gates talking about meeting with Trump about vaccines. Yes. And that was really interesting because he talks about how Trump, I, we couldn't hear you, Sam. Oh, Sorry, dumb, don't, don't do that, that dumb, or something like that, whatever he said about yeah, yeah. And he, about Trump. he was talking about how Trump talked to Kennedy about uh, vaccines, and then he's like, oh, no, there's no there's no health uh, issues with uh, vaccines or whatnot, and and kind of kind of made Trump sound like he was a dummy or, or whatnot. But during one of the debates, I don't know if you guys remember, but he actually brought it up with um, that doctor that he was running against, uh, Dr. The, the, the Black guy, what's his name? Um, Carson. Carson, yeah. Ben Carson brought it up. Yeah. And they were trying to make Trump look dumb by bringing it up. It's like, hey, Dr. Carson, what do you think about Trump uh, questioning the safety of vaccines? And then I think little did they know Carson was actually pretty reasonable in regards to his answer and said, well, you know, the safety thing, I don't know, but Trump's like, oh, I'm just basically concerned about how many you're giving. I think there's there's something there. And Carson's like, yeah, I kind of agree with him that, you know, there is some concerns about, uh, you know, how many they're getting all at once and all this stuff. I mean, it's silly. You, they tell you to wash your hands before you touch a newborn. They tell you if you're sick, don't go see a newborn, but it's completely OK to inject them. Like, right. It doesn't right. make any logical sense. It, like, even if you're just a complete idiot in regards to like science and and immune systems and, and and nutrition, like, just think of it logically. You know, I've said this over and over again. If I give every single kid in the world peanut butter, some are gonna die. That's it. Doesn't mean that peanut butter is the most 
dangerous thing in the world, but it means that everybody or a lot of people react to the same thing differently. So if we give everybody the exact same cocktail, if we give every single kid the flu vaccine, we give every kid, there's going to be some people who have health uh, issues are going to have some neurological issues or, or have, or even die. And that's been the case. So it's not unscientific to say that it's actually unscientific to say you give every single kid the exact same vaccine, the exact same cocktail of ingredients, and they're all going to have the exact same reaction to it. That's unscientific. Scientific. As you can tell, I get worked up a little bit. Yeah, this is sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, you go. We're I was so- just going to say, pharmacia means sorcery. If you take a look at you're giving a child that's less than twenty four hours, and you're giving them a hep, um, a hep shot, and what's yeah, in a this? A gay you're, party you're, drug. You're, yeah, exactly. You're, you're taking you're taking pharmacy. Just imagine Bill Gates with like a witch's brew. It's like, oh, we'll take some fetal tissue that we've grown the virus on as a substrate and some some aluminum and some mercury. And then we're going to put it back into the baby like it's just completely fucked up. And this is scientism. It has nothing to do with science. And herd immunity never originally had anything to do with vaccines in the 30s and 40s. They introduced vaccines into the theory. And uh, could I hope that people will, you know, they'll, the big pharma will be happy with the people who are going to run to get this RNA vaccine that's never been tested on humans. That's going to genetically modify people. Well, some interesting stuff just over the last two weeks. I've interviewed a few different people. Andreas Kalker, if you've heard of him, he's uh, doing amazing research on um, chlorine dioxide at the moment, MMS. So um, he left me a message the other day saying that they've treated 17,000 people with coronavirus and had success. This is in Bolivia, I think, and he's got 17 different countries working with this. Uh, Professor Mark Cohen in Victoria released a paper recently talking about how heat can be very, very powerful with coronaviruses as well. So he's released a a paper on that, and you can listen to that on my podcast. I spoke with uh, Nareesh. Naraj Naik, yes, two days ago, and he has soma breath. And he, him and Wim Hof were talking last week. And what they've worked out is their form of breath work or breath work acts like hydroxychloroquine when they do it in a certain method. And they're releasing something very shortly about this as well. And then I also, two weeks ago, I interviewed a guy called Dr. Isaac Golden, who's regarded as one of the, the leading experts on homeopathy immunization. Uh, he's a fellow in Victoria as well, and uh, he was talking about he, they've already created the coronavirus, if you believe, in the germ theory or terrain theory, and, and that possibly it's somewhere in between, or two realities can exist at once. Uh, but he's got homeopathics for that as well. It's really, really interesting, all of these different, I guess, solutions that are popping up, and most of them are free, and sunlight, as we know, is the best vaccine in the world. So I think there's... I think this is a really important time in human history where we're seeing, and I've said this before, potentially if they do release a vaccine mandatory and Victoria, I think will be the first place or New Zealand will be the first place. I think we're going to see the death and destruction, the suffering and the pain of a lot of people. And that might actually be the catalyst Mm -hmm. for other people that still are stuck in their mummy and daddy government and farmer is going to save us mentality where they'll actually see the abuse of that system. And I, I hope it doesn't go down that path that we have to witness that and people suffer. But understanding human beings and studying them, we realize, as I said earlier, perhaps they, we need to be in yeah. pain for us to change yeah. because the preventative model 
is not we haven't worked that out as a population just yet (laughs) so i don't mean to laugh about this but i think everything is being exposed at the moment everything is coming to a point where i think we're going to tip over into a new way of thinking and these these old systems are going to crumble under their under their bullshit so to speak i totally agree with that concerned frightened ecstatic all of the emotions every single day so uh, and i just want to thank everybody for having me on i'm gonna have to run and uh, it's been a pleasure and sorry if i've talked spoken too much today peace and love everyone thank you paul thank you thank you pete Uh, i appreciate that and i agree with him i think we're coming to a great place where more and more we are finding out the truth about what's going on, you know, across many different political uh, beliefs, philosophical beliefs. Everyone thinks we're entering an age of uh, of enlightenment. I really do believe that, that we're coming into this. I mean, we just saw, and we can enjoy the victory for a couple seconds, but, you know, in Pennsylvania, they just announced that this lockdown is unconstitutional. I think that is the beginning, okay, of the pushback. I get in a weird way where sometimes I just like, you know what, if you want some, if some people want to take it, let them have it. Let them alter their DNA for the rest of their generations of their family's life. That's on them. But the rest of us have to push back. And the rest of us, I really think we have to start bringing people into the mix, finding common ground. Stop looking at the um, what's different about all of us, but find what's What's bring what brings us together? Find this, in, you know, in recovery, they they say find the similarities, not the differences. And I think I we're really focusing on the differences right now, not in this show, but like in general, in across the world. Like you're in that group, I'm in this group. We can't get along, but yeah, man, we both love our families. We both want to make an honest dollar, and we both want to just like live in peace, smile, laugh, get laid once in a while, you know, get drunk, have a good time, all the stuff that is like great about life, you know. We need to focus on that. I'm personally going to work on doing mushrooms with black people more. I think that's a big <laughs> thing. Uh, I'm going to try to do shrooms more with the, uh, the black community because I don't hear enough rappers talking about that. And I think that will really help. But, you know, there's like the gay community, uh, feminism, uh, um, or the, you know, the black community. I just think they're getting manipulated at such a high level by people that they trust that, um, and, and that they just see people like us, just, you know, just like, okay, we're alt-right or whatever. They see us as like, you know, the enemy. And I'm just like, I love, I love everybody. I, I love the melting pot. They've diversified our, our diversity. I mean, they've, they've weaponized our diversity. And I think we really need to start to, tr- to find common ground and express people where we're coming from and not just get mad. You know, it's like we love we, the thing that happened with the two cops. Like nobody likes that, man. But I think we also have to be really open minded that like, you know, the blunt force trauma that cops do to some people is uh, can, can have a bad uh, cause, a bad reaction from the community. So I think we need to start finding common ground instead of like looking at differences and uh, celebrating other people getting hurt. You know, that's kind of my opinion. You're here. I would agree because we're being used as pawns in a game of divide and conquer. And if it is all political theater, we we should. I, I try not to have hate for Kamala or Sleepy Joe or, I mean, it, that, that's the real virus, hate and fear, I think. Well, we got another East Coaster on the call. We're we're dominating these calls. We got Mel, Sam. I mean, now he's Hollywood, but he he's from New York. Let's be honest, he's the East Coaster. And uh, and now we, I'm Union, dude. 
<laughs> and, and Jason. And uh, thanks, uh, Jim, for being with us. I really appreciate it. Oh, uh, yeah, no problem. I, I just wanted to get back to the vaccines real quick. My son was born. We're in a hospital and the nurse is coming in ready to give him the hep, hep B shot. And I go, what's that for? She goes, oh, it's a hepatitis B shot. I go, yeah, but that's for like drug addicts and people having sex. I go, yeah, I know. But I go, why are you giving it to him now? She goes, we, we just want to get it out of the way. That was <laughs> no, it's point. really because it's the 1986 that. act and they need to usher it in to the pediatric schedule so that they can have immunity. That's right. Why. Just get it out of the way. I go, no, yeah, we's. He's he's 27 year 27 hours old. He's not he doesn't need it. And I didn't get it in the hospital. And then five weeks later, I got him the rotavirus. I made a mistake, like a liquid form. And he was in the hospital for five days from the reaction from it. And they wouldn't admit that it was from the vaccine. Wow. That he went in the hospital. I go, we just took it. They, they go, well, I can't answer that question when I would ask the doctors. We can't answer that. And that's what could cause the movie. That that. F- you see the Vax movie with the lady that brought her son there and she the nurse gave him both the, the both her kids are supposed to get vaccinated and the nurse yeah. gave the son both the shots yeah. and then was like I, I don't know let the okay anyway and it's just like like I think you know I mean like I have a lot of respect for science and and, and doctors but I think we got to stop looking at them as as gods I think it's like what people have with priests for a long time and holy men where it's like, they're the voice of God. It's like, no, dude, they're just human beings. You know, they, you know, they, they, you know, they go to the bathroom, they crush it. Nobody wants to use the bathroom after that. They swear <laughs> once in a while. They, you know, it's just like, they do all the things we do, but we got to stop looking at doctors. Like everything that comes out of their mouth is law because they're not. Because I met a lot of these guys, and they're not street smart at all. They're just good at regurgitating uh, uh, talking points that they know will get them the high, uh, the, the you know, the high score on their test. So I think we need to start really start going. Listen, man, I trust you, but I, it's like you know, you're, you're 26 hours. You know, they want to hit my kids with a 20 after yeah, you know, right when they were born with a with a gay party drug shot. I, I like unless my kids are going to glory holes, I don't think they need those shots. Mm. More than the doctors. It, not your kids, Sam. What? <laughs> Sam, you needed it, not your kids. <laughs> oh, that's so true. <laughs> also, more than the doctors, we are. Uh, there's a big thing about foundations and think tanks and science and and studies. You know, when they talk about these studies, these studies are well financed by the drug yep. companies. Yep. And then you have people that are owned by big pharma and the drug companies, including Fauci and Burks who are coming out and they are, um, you know, they're singing the same tune. If they, if they got a, uh, you know, a Gates foundation grant to do a study, well, nobody else that got a Gates foundation grant can say anything against that study exactly because I, they yeah. took the money. And, and that that's with every pharmaceutical company study that is financed. Um, my sister was a scientist doctor at UCLA. If she's doing a study for Eli Lilly, well, she's not going to contradict any studies that they're paying for because they're paying her for a study. It, it, it's really the medical, just like the military industrial complex, the medical mafia, medical industrial complex, and well, it's all it, on it the same. So important level. because it, it is a real issue. It's a real issue with not just doctors, but police officers, lawyers, judges. Like 
we put everybody on this pedestal where just, I mean, think about it, right? If you get a ticket, it's always like, oh, it's my word against the cop's word. Why does that matter? Because he picked a different career choice and you, that he he has a better moral compass than you. Like he he must be this hierarchy of, of person that is just doesn't lie, is more loyal, has a better moral compass. I mean, we, we do that with doctors. We do that with scientists. We we feel like they they don't have all the flaws that the typical human has, right? With with dealing with corruption, uh, desire, temptation, all these things. And it's silly. Like that shouldn't be the case. You know, there's that meme that's going around, like how much does it take to pay or to buy a, a scientist or doctor? The same amount it takes to buy a politician. And it's, it, it's true. Like they're all just effing humans. Like it doesn't, it, it, it's not, it's not like they make you go through some psychological, uh, evaluation on like, Oh, are you a good moral person? Cause if you're dealing with science and, and, and you're, and you're a doctor and you're writing meds, you have to be a good person and you can't harm anybody. It's like, no, that's silly. You know, it's, <clears throat> it's um, so I, I think there is this issue that if a doctor, if somebody with a white jacket says something, then all of a sudden yes. their word is more important or more valid than the average person. A doctor gets less than 25 hours of nutritional education in their four year of training. They get no education in regards to vaccine administration. No, no, they just only learn how to administer a vaccine. They get no education on what's in them, the adjuvants. And just in regards to was Mel was saying that um, I, I'm there's an operation called quack hack and it's part of the, the FDA is going after all natural remedies, just yeah. like the, who the YouTube takes their di directives from the world hoax organization from China, that uh, this operation is going after vitamin C like Mark Grenon of Genesis church is still in jail in Bogota. His sons are still in jail since July. So as a result, my site is being attacked because I'm uh, peddling uh, hacks like a uh, quack. I'm a quack because I, I sell vitamin C. I sell CBD. I sell silver. So the person who makes our silver is a chemical engineer with a PhD. He graduated from Duke University. He's not able to get any independent study for the silver, which is 4000 ppm that we make because Foucher sits on the Doris Duke Foundation and right. where do they get their money from? Kill Gates. It's so every yeah. every study is kiboshed. Right. So and and they are going after all the natural remedies. I mean, even in Costa Rica, there was a headline, don't drink bleach. And they crucified uh, Trump because arguably he was peddling. Uh, he was talking about MMS, mineral salts. And uh, with silver, they'll they'll pretend that you're going to turn into a Smurf. You're not going to. Uh, do I look like a Smurf? I've been taking it for almost 10 years. I have not taken antibiotic after taking it, gobbling it like candy growing up in the 80s. So they are going after natural remedies and they want people to forget that they have an immune system. And they only uh, just like they crucified HCQ. There's also an agenda to um, brand Everybody that doesn't isn't on board with vaccines as being anti-science. And that is not the case. I mean, there might be a few that are like, let's put it in God's hands and just hope for the best. You know what I mean? With this baby. But there are a lot of people that are very much pro-science. And that's the reason why they're having questions about the vaccines, not because they're ignorant morons that don't know any better, but because they figure, well, before I inject something into my kid, 
I'm going to do some research and just make sure that everything is fine. And what they're finding out is there are a lot of questions about it. There's $4.2 billion that has been paid out already by the VARES court. More than half of that is from the flu shot alone. And by the way, that number should be a hundred times higher than it is because you have to jump through unbelievable hoops to even get in there. And, to, and most of the cases are dismissed. It's run by the Department of Homeland Security or Health and Human Services in the DOJ. It's a joke of a court. Yeah. And they've still paid out more money than the Catholic Church has paid out for raping kids. And everybody knows that the Catholic Church has a problem with that. That's not some big mystery, but big pharma has paid out. Well, technically we've paid out because the money for these, this $4.2 billion settlement fund comes from everybody that purchases a vaccine. 75 cents goes into this pot and they pay it out. So I asked the question, why would you pay out $4.2 billion to settle product liability claims? Even when you have a blanket immunity for product liability claims, unless there is a problem with your product. Yeah. This is logic and reason. And if you inject this into somebody, their heads explode. <laughs> they, they, yeah. they can't process logic and reason. Yeah. And, and, and if you question the science, you question the vaccine schedule, you question the fact that there's immunity for them, you question why autism is exploded, you're the crazy person yeah. for bringing it up, for having the audacity to challenge a doctor because he wears a fucking white coat. And so you yeah. can't, you can't question anything that he's done. Well, I'm sorry, but well, they doctors, gaslight now. They, they doctors they, can't admit it because for them to admit a guy, let's say you're a pediatrician, 25 years in comes to the realization that maybe these shots are hurting kids. Think about the, think about the cognitive dissonance there for this guy's mm -hmm. in, invested his entire life to be a doctor. He's done a quarter of a century of harm that he didn't mean to do. Mm -hmm. He's got to process that. He's got to deal with his peers that will all know that none of them will support him if he decides to blow the whistle. And they're in a really tough situation if they come to this realization. So the system is created in a way that it protects this. It can, it, it, it perpetuates this silence in the doctors. It, it silences victims with threat of clawbacks at 10 times the amount of payback. If you, if you breach your, your, uh, your uh, uh, gag order when you receive your settlement. So it's a dirty business. And we're not conspiracy theorist weirdos for asking the questions about this. We're just logical people taking a look and saying, there's a problem. We've yeah. traced it back to this could be a real big source of it. Maybe not all of it, but you know, a, a huge source of it. And we have questions about, nope, take the vaccine or get out of my pediatrician's office. You're, you're banned from here. You can never come back for what, for questioning this. This happens all the time. It's insane. And now they're peddling the flu vaccine as we face the greatest fall, the darkest winter. And you have people like Burks saying to take the flu vaccine when in reality, it makes you more vulnerable to get the Rona. Right. Well, that was a Pentagon study. Yeah. That they, uh, they saw, it was like 30 something like 36. Percent, yeah, more likely to, to to get a coronavirus. Yeah, I mean, I I know people critique that study, but I mean that says something. I mean, the flu vaccine for a long time before Robert Kennedy Jr. got the Marisol taken out was told for a long time, oh, there's nothing to worry about. There's nothing to worry about. And then finally, it's you know he he proves that in court that it's uh it's harmful. It's more mercury than your body should be ingesting, and they remove it. But what 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 about all those doctors and pediatricians that were giving out that vaccine prior to that and telling you there's nothing to worry about? They were getting kickbacks. They were What's getting that? kickbacks. They, they, yeah. 
pharma is a big, big business. They are chemical companies. They, you know, don't forget Bill Gates does invest in Monsanto, does invest in Moderna, does invest in all these companies. When he gives all this money away and people think he's being such a big philanthropist with his Gates Foundation, the money's going back into companies he has invested in. Uh, you know, and at the end of the day, the, you know, I, I still will always go back to it's more about depopulation than the opposite. You know, totally. if somebody thinks that there's too many people on this planet and that and their main goal is eugenics and depopulation and then they tell us to take a vaccine, maybe that's the problem. You know, maybe not looking at weight, but that doesn't make sense. Like, why would somebody who's stated that there's 15 percent more people on the planet than there should be? Be making a vaccine that everyone should take. It's, I, I, I don't know what to do anymore, but then it comes out last week that Bill Gates paid over $400 million to different media outlets, including buying a big chunk of Comcast and buying a big chunk of Time Warner. So, you know, we're not really told and he's in cahoots with Soros, but at the end of the day, you know, I don't know why, um, I don't know when or how these people that are controlling this whole vaccine movement got the right to decide. Uh, it seems like they stole it because I don't know how Bill Gates earned it because it seems like he's uh, his vaccine and his AIDS projects have killed more people than they've helped. Don't Absolutely. don't forget that the MS and MSNBC stands for Microsoft. Right. So yeah. They, yeah. This was a guy that was probably like a nerd and, and has like a revenge fantasy. And uh, he, he's, well, he's succeeded. I mean, mm-hmm. Family, they come from eugenicists. I mean, they're yeah, exactly. You know, it's depopulation. I mean, yeah. those are terms that ten years ago, even like five years ago, a lot of people kind of poo pooed and laughed at if you <laughs> if you bring them up. But now it's like it's quite obvious. I mean, Margaret Sanger, who yeah. was people would talk over and over racist. again, about, yeah, a racist who who really her motivation wasn't to try to get poor African Americans uh, birth control. <laughs> But what she was trying to do was depopulate them by getting them birth control. And Black Lives Matter. And Bill Gates' father funded uh, Planned Parenthood. Exactly. And, and her name is finally being taken off a lot of buildings and streets and a bunch of stuff because they're finally admitting that, you know, this person that they idolize was actually motivated by her racist views and her you know, de- wanting to depopulate the, the minorities. And uh, that's why the first, you know, whatever it was called, like the birth control clinic of America, whatever the hell it was called, the birth control place that uh, was open in like a poor part of New York because they were trying to get minor and they only had minorities working there because they're trying to attract minorities. And um, so it, it, it's quite obvious these things, this is where it's, there, there's a little bit of sign of, of hope because all these things that were fringe not too long ago, are now things that people are looking at from a, a completely different perspective, and people are much more open-minded to a lot of these things. I think. I got I got yeah. a question for uh, for uh, Jim Florentine, if you guys don't mind. Um, this maybe along the same subject matter. I don't know. Uh, Vince Neil, too many vaccines. What's going on with him lately? Vince Neil, what? Vince Neil, have you seen him sing lately? <clears throat> Yeah, he, he cannot. Uh, I don't know if you've seen like the most recent Motley Crue concert, but he cannot uh, form words and sing at all. Look, he's almost sixty years old. Oh. The guy's just you know he's a he's he's an old school rocker who still drinks and smokes and gets high and lives like he's twenty five years old. So that's obviously going to affect his voice. He doesn't care. He's got a huge belly. I almost respect him. In that sense, he's like, look, I'm worth $25 million. I give up. I'm good. I just want to enjoy my life. 
I don't want to be working out six days a week anymore. I just want to have fun. But no, he can't. He, he's always had voice problems, especially live. But now it's out of control. They should do what Ozzy does, right? Doesn't Ozzy go on tour with someone backstage and like who actually sings the words? Because I saw Ozzy in 92 and he couldn't sing. And he just, he literally <laughs> run around like a, a, an infant baby in diapers. He just said, oh, and he didn't care because it was Ozzy. Can't imagine what it is. So the rumor is that there's someone backstage that actually does the singing and he just sits in front of the mic ah, and everyone's like, yeah, but he that's doesn't. no different than a lot of these rock stars and like these pop divas who have to dance and sing. I mean, like I, I had one bit where I was running from a, a zombie and I would run and I would talk and I would just be almost dead. And that was just one little bit. So I couldn't imagine, you know, doing an entire like hour, hour and a half of choreography. Yeah, well, now they got a lot of backing tracks, so a lot of the bands use them, the older bands. Um, I don't know if Ozzy ever had someone singing. Like, he was singing because he would – a lot of times he couldn't hit the notes, but just because he was Ozzy, you forgave him. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was so silly up there. So, I mean, if they were going to make it perfect, he would have hit the notes. So, But now they can they got all those computers and all that stuff, and everyone sounds amazing in concerts. So I'm on the fence about that. But, you know, you do want to hear this kind of, you know, you don't want to hear a guy croaking up there like Vince sometimes when you go to a Motley Crue show. You're like, this this is terrible. Are so, you touring yet, Jim? Are you doing are you doing gigs? A little bit. Some outdoor shows. I'm on the East Coast. So, you know, while it's still warm, there's a bunch of outdoor comedy shows we could do. But, you know, once it gets cold here, everything's yeah. going to shut back down. Guaranteed. I guess, I've know. been doing some touring. I've seen one Biden sign the whole time. One. <laughs> That's great. Oh, yeah. More than yeah. me. It's unbelievable how yeah. this, like, these polls, like, it's like, it's so bad, but it's just like they, there's, you know, it's like they say about lizard people. They can't create anything new. So they just keep doing the same trick over and over and over again. They think making these polls just yeah. blatantly dece deceiving people yeah. that yeah. somehow this will trick people in. To voting for Biden. I mean, and on, I like this, what do you guys up? think of the Joe Rogan thing? Like, I, I love Joe Rogan. He's my friend. I'm like, why would you insert yourself into that? I love you the pieces, but now you're kind of forcing the DNC's hand at this point one way or the other. I think that's dangerous. Dude. Yeah, I know. He doesn't, you know, Joe's got a big audience and, you know, he's, you know, they're like, don't put that message out there because you got a bunch of guys that are, might be on the fence on who they're going to vote for. You can, yeah. you're, you, you live in no a chance anymore. It's like, you know, you got a total line. Don't say that stuff. And they're, they're freaking out that he's saying that it was almost like Howard Stern back in the day. He had that. No, but the point. new thing, dude, he wants to moderate a debate between. I know. Them. I know. I saw that. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm saying it, it is dangerous now because like and he's in Austin. He's like, I don't give a shit. I'm not going for Hollywood roles. So you can't. But who knows what they're going to do to him? He don't think he's putting fuck. that out there. We are gonna send Mossad no to take out Rogan. He's got like a black belt and everything. Good luck on that. Well, he had he had Adam Curry on for his first episode. Yeah, which I thought was pretty badass. And he, you know, what's funny if you hear Adam Curry. I don't know if it was the show right before or right after they they released uh, the Rogan show. He was talking about he's like, yeah, Rogan like wanted to jump right into the vaccine conversation, and he's like 
dude, he's like, this is your new platform. It's I'm, I'm like the big first uh, guest on. And he wanted to jump right in. He's like, I'm super high. And, uh, and he's like, I wasn't ready to just start talking about vaccines. So it made me wonder like, oh shit. Like he kind of tiptoed around that topic a lot um, on YouTube when he was, uh, you know, just on YouTube and, and didn't have the Spotify deal. And now it seems like for him to jump in on it and he listens to Adam Curry's show, the No Agenda show, and obviously he knows Adam Curry personally. He knows where he stands and all this. I mean, No Agenda has been doing some of the best research and work on this whole lockdown this whole time. So the fact that he's willing to get into that conversation immediately makes me think like what Sam was saying and some other people were saying right off the bat um, was true, that maybe he was holding back. Maybe he was tiptoeing around certain topics because of the censorship and he was trying to like maybe mon- you know monetize his, his YouTube channel as much as he can for the time being and then once he hit the road and got his deal he's like well fuck that now I'm open to say what I want and what I want and um, so uh, yeah that's interesting because I mean Del Bigtree when he was on my show at the very end of it uh, one of the last times he was on he was he was saying he's like oh fuck Joe Rogan he's like he um, we, we've been trying to get Robert Kenny Jr. on the show myself yeah. We know we have mutual friends. We're trying to, you know, all this stuff. He's like, and you figure Robert Kennedy Jr. I mean, he obviously can, you figure has, he knows people who could probably talk to Joe Rogan's people. And he was saying right off the bat that like, hey, he didn't, he doesn't want anything to do with our side of the debate. But now it looks like, well, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe that's why. Maybe because he saw, this was prior to the Spotify deal being public. Maybe, you know, he knew right around the corner he'd be able to to be more open about these topics. I, we know for a fact, because he's talked about it openly, that he was upset about the censorship of doctors and people talking about vitamin D and vitamin C and zinc and anything yeah. to do with immune systems. So, you know... I, I want to believe that there's there is hope, and maybe his platform with such a big reach will be much more open to this debate because this is a people. Unfortunately, we people look up to Joe Rogan, and if yes. Joe Rogan, you know, just like I'm, I'm a lot of people who who are famous, and if he says something like, "Hey, you know, like vaccines are safe," or he has somebody like Doctor Ortez or or yeah, any other, uh, on. you know, schmucks on that are are, uh, are for uh, vaccines. People are going to be like, you know what? I'm going to vaccinate my kid because Joe yes. Rogan's a smart dude. I respect him. He's on this side. So I'm just, I'm not going to do my own research. I'm just going to believe him. So it's, the thing is like, he needs people like him. Uh, obviously he doesn't have to do anything, but hopefully he understands that there's a lot of people who aren't going to even question it because he's not questioning it, you know, it, and, and they respect him. Is it true that he tests every, any guests that comes on for the Rona that he said that, right? hundred yeah. percent. Yep. Isn't that a little excessive? I mean, I think he has to do it because of uh, the laws. You know, because yeah. he's flying the gold, he's make the rules, out. right? Yeah. I mean, I know he had to do it for California because of the draconian rules there and the uh, the contact tracing. But, you know, the one thing that I thought was interesting is he said he wanted it just to be him, Trump, and Biden in a room for four hours. Does anyone think there's been a recent day in the last few weeks or months that Biden has been conscious for four hours straight? let alone able to debate and talk. I mean, like, that's a real question. If you think about it, the last time you saw him on stage for even a two or three hours were those DNC primary debates. He yeah. hasn't been out in public for more than 45 minutes in God knows how long. So Come on, forget is it about an act? Come on, man. Come on, man. I wonder, too. I wonder, too. Did Joe get him super high before, too? 
So he'd be extra tired. I want to know who the fuck won't be watching if they finally get those two on a debate stage, because that'll be the best TV ever. <laughs> like we don't know what the fuck was going to happen. It's, <laughs> I mean, there's some of the shit that comes out of Joe Biden's mouth. I mean, people think like all the people on the on the left are like, oh yeah, Trump just says what he thinks and whatever. I'm like, Joe Biden is telling black people that yeah. you're not black. Got hairy you- legs. <laughs> that was good. He actually just said that Trump is wanting to defund the police. He actually said that. It's like, and the people who hate Trump, do you actually watch him? Sure, it could all be political theater, but do you actually watch him? Because I do every single day for the past seven months. I've never Why do you watched- hate yourself? You know, what if the October Why would you do I can't watch any of this theater, dude. I, it's yourself? just such poison, and I just... It, it, it's just like to the listen, man, I believe that there there is a lot of connection. between. I think Trump represents a different crime boss. Mm-hmm. I think he's a crime boss of a different group. Right. But, man, there's a lot of similarities between this election, in my opinion, and when Obama got elected in that they, you know, the other side after after George Bush senior, uh, Jr., America hated white guys, especially older white guys. So how do you how do you counter that? Smooth black, right? Smooth black comes right. in, good looking guy, you know, really cool. Comes oh, out of nowhere, crazy. junior senator out of Illinois, and who they have him up against? The most crotchety old man you could possibly pick, which is John McCain, right? And then the, the double down on how bad it is. Out of nowhere, they bring in Sarah Palin, who like was just sounded great for about twenty seconds, and then they're like, "It's like it's like Doug Stanhope's joke is like, what's the difference between Sarah Palin's mouth and her vagina? Only the half of the shit that comes out of her vagina is retarded, right?" So, I mean, <laughs> so so my point is this: like, let's take a look at the Biden and 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 Biden. I mean, who is really energized about this? Nobody. And then Harris, like you, there's a million people that could fit all those boxes that would be better than Harris. Why yeah, Harris? But, but Harris, uh, Obama and Soros and them wanted Harris. She was their choice. And when she started to fit, she was the first one to drop out that was big in the Democratic uh, primary. So I think they already knew. I mean, everyone knows. But the the scariest part is I speak to people all the time that tell me 10 reasons why Joe Biden's better than Trump. So I don't know. I don't know what they're watching. Yeah, but but the things people are not voting for Biden. They're they're voting. uh, It's against Trump against Trump. And and it's that's not the way you should vote. I mean, I I don't think you should vote at all. It's all fucking theater. It doesn't matter. But, well, it's like uh, Golda Meir said back in the day that uh, if the Palestinians loved their children more than they hated the Jews, it would yeah. be a lot better, <laughs> a lot easier to make peace. And we're in America right now thinking if uh, the American people loved America and their children more than they hated Trump, they would never vote for Biden. But now about, uh, you know, 10 people a day turn, will turn tell you 10 reasons. Party. I mean, turn on your own party, make like this shouldn't be acceptable. The fact that the DNC, I mean, they want the left wanted Bernie. I mean, this is twice that they wanted Bernie and they force fed you whoever they thought, you know, should be uh, the face of the party. But I mean, the the youth movement, all the young people, I mean, they wanted Bernie and then you give them Joe Biden. Who, Who the hell likes Joe Biden? But what Sam said was very important they try to give you something drastically different than the last person, you know? And, and I think that, you know, I, I think a lot of the love to Obama was because he was drastically different than Bush and Bush was 
got us in wars. He was uh, did a horrible job with September 11th, and and uh, you know, and Wink Wink was probably responsible for it. But um, at least, <laughs> but but the thing is that like he was drastically different, and because we hated Bush so much, it was easy to fall in love with Obama because he seemed drastically different. And I think we can get caught up in this where it's the same thing. Like we yeah. hate the left so much that we want to believe somebody from the right yeah. savior. And we can't get caught up in that because the, the truth is we're still in wars. The truth is like, you know, you guys think he d- took down the troops though, Ricky. I mean, like, I don't know. Cause every time something's that seems like it's a good thing, a million people on the other side, tell me why it's a bad thing. Yeah. And uh, I'm trying to figure out, is this true production a good thing? I don't, well, I know well, the. Sam, I just want to say Tim Kennedy actually talked about it on Rogan's program. So he actually admitted that the true production in uh, Iraq would then deploy these people to other units around the world. So it's not like they're necessarily coming back to the United States. To Trump's point, at least he talks about the military industrial complex. We have not had a modern day president do so in a negative way. Just manner. like he talks about big pharma. Right. Well, exactly. And again, passing something with an executive order that whether you like it or not is a platform that somebody like Bernie Sanders and the left has ran on forever to try to take out their steam. And I think it was Grassley. Chuck Grassley was the only one that gave him credit for cutting that and letting you get uh, generic drugs. I'm no Trump cheerleader by any means. I think we all know this, but 2020 has been wild. And, and I want to propose something to everybody. What if the October surprise, I mean, this is a serious question, is Biden stroking out on Halloween? He's going like, to, yeah, there's a very good possibility. But, I was going to ask you guys, is he going to swap out? Do any of you think they're going to swap I mean, it's, out? The only stroking way that out. That could be out. a lot of different things, especially in this <laughs> Me Too movement. Um, Come on, man. Uh, it could be a whole bunch of different stuff. Um, hey, Sam, let me ask you something. Sam, you think that Biden and Trump... That they're going to have a debate or is Biden going to back out or something's going to happen? Or uh, I, I mean, like, okay. have have we ever gone this long without a debate? I mean, okay. like it's and, and the whole thing is like if I was on the left, which I used to be, I'd be like, I want my guy out there. Right. But, I mean, it's like I can't believe nobody. And I think this a lot of this stuff with the Antifa and all that stuff and these arsons like dude it's it's unbelievable that Gavin Newsom had the balls to go and be like look at this this is climate change and you're like you spelled direct energy weapons wrong you fucking piece of shit you know and and Antifa sense it's just unbelievable to me but back to Jimmy the point is like they're gonna hold it to as long as they can until the last second because I actually think Trump will take it easy on him because Trump seems to be able to when they brought up Trump, he's been he showed a lot of kindness to him when discussing his mental abilities to be president. I mean, yeah, they scheduled it. They scheduled it for the when I'm not sure if it's in person or it's online, but they've now set an actual date. It's supposed to happen the 29th, like two weeks. September. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you should do a live stream. Watch it live. Get your popcorn. They should take a preview. Well, well, it's going to be like, uh, dude, uh, Jimmy, cancel any comedy shows you have that night because no one's going to be going to a a comedy show that night. Uh, I mean, they're going to be watching that. I mean, nothing. I I will turn that on just to see if the dude can make it to the end of it. This is like an old Mike Tyson fight. You're like, who's he fighting? And like, it's going to be quick. Make it to the second round. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's it? Oh, go ahead. 
So I say to answer your question, why myself, why I watch him is because I used to be on the left and the hatred for Orange Man. It's the hatred that made me like, I'm going to watch this guy. At least he's fucking funny. He makes me laugh and I'm trying to decode and I'm trying to figure out. And I do think on most days that it's all political theater and we can blame us for wanting to have some hopium and to, to be like, is someone, is anyone in politics good? Does anyone have integrity? So that's, that's the reason that's I, I what want. Trump is different because you look at the vaccine thing. He's the only president that I know that has ever publicly questioned it. Okay. You look at nine 11, right? There's video of him being interviewed after September 11th, talking about how he, you know, he's like, I've been in many construction meetings. I've been a part of yeah. infrastructure, uh, you know, for a long time. He's like, I, I understand construction. I under, I've talked to engineers. He's like, that's not normal. He's like yeah. something, something. But, but Ricky, let me say this, man. Like nope. Trump, okay. Trump knows how to lean into things. Right. So for instance, he finally gets asked about QAnon. Right. And he's known about QAnon. He's known about the fact that people are showing up to rallies in this. Obviously, he has briefings on it. So when the interviewer gets specific and says, well, what about the claims that you're saving the world from a group of satanic uh, pedophile cannibals? What does he say? He goes, well, we have this radical left philosophy that we are fighting. And first he goes, wait, is that a good thing or a bad thing? So right out of the gates, he turns it on the reporter, very smart. Would that be a good thing or a bad thing? Then he talks about the radical left and he goes, you know what? We are actually, fuck it. We're going full part. You know, he knows how to lean into it without saying, yeah, my group of people were in there for the deep state. And basically he's just saying he's going after those that are going after him. You know, let's be honest about it. I don't think that QAnon is some huge operation one way or the other. I think it started as a LARP. God knows where it is right now. But we all know it's basically juju and astrology for people that want to believe in hopium, right? Yeah. He knows that's still part of his base. And he's smart enough to exploit it, just like he knows people that believe that we were lied to about 9-11 are part of his base. He knows the Jones crew part of his base. And And just like he's smart enough when he says, I'll have a vaccine possibly before the election, and then Biden and uh, Harris come out and go, whoa, 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 we don't know yeah. if it's going to be safe. What are you, an anti-vaxxer? What are you, anti-science? You know, he's he's not a dumb guy. Yeah, and that's what kills me. No matter how you feel about him, if you think he's an idiot, you have not paid attention to the last 40 exactly. years he's been in the public eye. Right, and he's been having fun. I mean, his his two his debate in in Vegas. He was having the best yeah. time. We we were like, this is like a, a comedy show. It was like, it, you know, and he hit everything. It was yeah. like it was like it was like it, he could do that on you know every night in Vegas. He he was hitting <laughs> jokes. Everyone was in, and he was getting the laughs. He was loving every minute of it. Yeah. The guy is walking around like he won. That's why I have hope. I'm reading yeah. him and seeing a man who says we got him. I got him because oh. I believe his only promise he didn't keep was locking her up. And I believe he still believes he wants to keep that promise. Just locking him up, locking her up. It's going to be just like Obama shutting down Gitmo. It's we're just going to be like, well, he just couldn't do it. Or, or Ricky, that we're actually going to get Assange over here for good things and we're not going to prosecute him. You know, that's another huge thing right now. You know what? We haven't talked about. I like this Burmese, dude. I, whoever this Burmese guy is, I'm liking him. <laughs> well, no one's because- talking about that this week in the United that. States, man. Right, right now, that trial is coming to fruition where they will extradite him 
on a phony indictment that is his administration's and will end free speech forever. And we have to push back against that. You know, again, he's not an idiot. You think it was a coincidence right before the Supreme Court says that Edward Snowden did the right thing that he was saying? You know, we're going to look at this Snowden thing. Totally obfuscating the fact the man ran on. Love the WikiLeaks. Can't get enough of the WikiLeaks. How about those WikiLeaks? By the way, what do you think about that Julian Assange being torn out of the Ecuadorian embassy? I don't know much about that. Right? Exactly. I don't know much about that. Exactly. Why was, why, why was that his reaction? Well, because he knew the press would never call him on it because they want Julian's head too, because they work for the same billionaire puppeteers that right. are suppressing information. This is right. nuts. Yes, we are going Jason, to make it illegal yes. to right. literally put out I'm like that. Jack Nicholson. Like, yes. What the fuck? No right. one. We got tens of thousands of people in the streets across the world for George fucking Floyd. And this guy has been tortured the last couple years in Belmarsh for literally exposing people fucking rape. You want to talk about kid rape? How about the kids that got raped in Abu Ghraib prison in front of their fucking parents that we know about? Those people didn't get in trouble. Abu Ghraib still exists. All these fucking puppets on the left that ran in 2008 with Obama, whether it was Edwards, Hillary, and yes, Biden, they all ran on we're getting out of Iraq and we're closing down Gitmo. No one even talks about that shit anymore. No one even talks. Right. Jason's one of those re, like those great researchers. And what I really have a problem with, with a lot of those guys that are always like going deep into research is like, they can't sit there and go, yeah, th- I like this though. You know, everything is doom and gloom because, you know, like I've said, we lived in this time from like Reagan, probably even, um, tricky dick you know uh that we've had just horrible people in there and i'm not saying trump is uh, gonna walk on water or anything like that man but it's like if you can't sit there and go these things are actually pretty good that he did i can't have a conversation with you yeah. because you're just, you're so blind you're deaf man yeah. and there are things that trump did so you could you could do what jason does and i see him do all the time which is call trump out on his bs but you can you, you know just hearing him right now it's like that's been my opinion for the last like three years. It's like, okay, I like this. I like the stuff that he does. I like, I like the shit talking he does. I like that he doesn't just kowtow and play the game. It's like he seems to be on the up and up. So like when he does something, he does it. Now there are things that we don't like, like his his thumb on the you know Israeli Palestine thing. I want peace in the Middle East. Um, the, the the stuff that he's doing with his uh, Jared Kushner, you know, it's like nobody really talks about yeah. what uh, General Flynn was really doing when he met with Russia. Nobody ever talks about that at all. Okay. Yeah. And then we could go through a couple other things. I'll have a conversation about that. But it's like if you can't talk about what he's done right, then it's it's then you're just a child. Could you imagine if he was really playing 4D chess and he and the mandatory vaccines were all placebos? Mm. (laughs) That would screw with everybody. He'd make them mandatory, but they'd all be like saline. And I've actually heard Charlie Freak say that there are there are going to be a therapeutic. I'm not taking my chances, but I I don't know if you've heard of Charlie. You first, dude. Yeah, exactly. No, no, thanks. I don't need a placebo or therapeutic. Got my immune system. Thanks. Well, even when we talk about the vaccines that they're talking about, I mean, again, I'll give Trump credit aside from the hydroxychloroquine. What did he say three weeks ago? He said, we'll do the convalescent plasma, plasma. treatment. That will give you the antibodies. Well, guess what? 
all of these vaccine trials are just that. None of them are even telling you they're going to prevent the disease or even hopefully lower the mortality rate. They are advertising as such. You will get the antibodies possibly for a few weeks to a few months if this is successful. So again, I give the guy credit for trying to, you know, basically battle what he can. I'm glad he's talked shit about the World Health Organization yeah. and get us out I love there. that. Go further and just ban the UN. That's what he needs to do. Nationalize the UN building and kick them the fuck out of New York. I would be all about that. You know, that would be a huge Trump move. If you want to make a statement against an organization that is obviously politically going for your throat, that's how you do it. They have no business in this country, especially when they're talking about mandatory quarantines, endorsing China-style lockdowns, and what? Saying we're not going to go back to normal until 2022, if we're lucky? I mean, this is madness. Yeah, I know that, you know, a lot of people um, are are super negative against a lot of things. I know that, you know, Jason, you're not a Q guy, and I'm just open, kind of open-minded to everything, but it's just like the things that he's done has really been out of, I mean, like we've never seen a president do this. And for me, man, the, I, I, the reason I believe that there's a part of the government that is pushing back is those Hillary sending emails to the Chinese government in real time, meaning every single email she ever emailed went to the Chinese government. So if she just, you know, hit Postmates back because she didn't get a soda with her order, you know, the Chinese government got that email. And that to me, is a big thing. And I think a lot of people, you put that with Benghazi, you put that with, um, you know, ISIS killing American troops, using American weapons, the Chinese email and Benghazi. I think there's a, a large, a part of this government, a, a part of this, uh, our government that is still patriotic. That's not all just, you know, sellouts and treasonous pieces of shit, but actually people who do care about the government and there's doesn't have to be all of them, just enough that comes together to push back. And I really do believe that's what's happening. And we are seeing the end of the Bush clan. The Republican Party got rid of the Bush clan when they got Trump. And now the Democratic Party, this is the last of this, this stronghold of this group that George Bush Sr. basically used to destroy the country. That's my opinion. I want to believe, Sam, but then I see those war games they're running with, you know, the old neocons of uh, rebuilding America's defenses and then the old Obama crew of Podesta playing Biden. And they war gamed it in every scenario. And they said, you know what? If Trump wins in a landslide, we still won't concede. And then we'll say that California needs to be broken up into five states. And then we'll say that we need to recognize Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico as a state, too. And we'll draw it out until January 21st when we'll anoint Pelosi, the president, just putting that on paper and having Podesta play Biden. Look, man, there's no doubt in my mind who I'm voting for this year. And, you know, a lot of people have given me shit about that. Pedro. The lesser of two evils last time, this time. And I, I was never that guy. If there was a good protest vote, maybe. But you're right. I mean, you look at it. Um, there's a, a one minute ad out right now for Joe Biden, the plan. First of all, it's 60 seconds and they have to cut six times. Okay. So in other words, he couldn't keep it fucking together for more than 10 seconds. It's amazing to watch. But during that, he talks about the mandatory mask mandate and how it's patriotic. First of all, how the fuck does he know what's going on in January when he would be the president? He's literally telling you that he's going to mask up the nation no matter what, no matter what the science is or isn't. He's telling you that. And you know, 
by that, that it will be mandatory vaccinations in this nation. And you know, people are going to go along with it. I'm just saying this. It's been a wild 2020. I think October to January is going to show us some different things that we never thought we'd see. You think riots? I mean, riots. We didn't see riots in this country since Rodney King. And now it's just like you turn. Now it's like literally you turn on the news and flip on your phone or whatever you get your media on. And it's not even a shock anymore than a major city on fire. It's nuts. Do you think the next wave, I think we're going into a third wave, not a second wave, but do you think the lockdowns are going to be lock-ins? I mean, if we let them do what they're doing to uh, Victoria and Melbourne, and again, that's, that is UN suggestions, right? Yeah. I, I don't know what to say. I never thought we'd get this far, but right. there's been no pushback on Cuomo in this state. That's why right. I'm leaving it. It's incredible to me that, again, he can just outwardly hold press conferences and say, yep, I'm giving this to Bloomberg, Gates, Schmidt, come on in, Bezos, and no one is pushing back whatsoever. They're just leaving. Or they have enough money, they just figure they'll wait it out upstate New York. That's crazy to me. Um, Jason, um, Jason, my worst case scenario in my head, and I I know you think along these lines sometimes, is that, God forbid, Joe Biden does win. And after he's in, then they go after him for uranium one or whatever else. And suddenly the U.N. is taking over our country. Like I think, I think the U.N. comes, if the scenario. U.N. comes, if the U.N. comes, then you grab your gun and it's time to go. And it's like, that's it, man. You get foreign troops on our soil. Like, I know there could be like, oh, in Chicago, they got some U.N. trucks or in or, or somewhere in Texas. And But if they come to patrol, man, that is an evasion by another country. And it's time to fucking rock and roll. Okay. And I'm sorry, but at some point you got to decide, are you men? Are you men? Are you grownups? Are you grownups? I like, are we just going to sit there and get cucked by this group? And like, do you want to live in that world where your grandchildren like grandpa, why do you do anything? Ah, you know, I just didn't want to, you know, you know, ruffle any. That's also why they've social engineered men and weakened them. Time to die, dog. Time to die. What a great day it would be to die, dog. Bring it, dude. You know, let's talk some positive. Pumping shotguns. You know, I love everybody. I got a jam. Babies are calling. I love everybody. This is another great show. Oh, also, I think we should all talk about whether we should do a giant um, election day show. You know, like they kind of did the end of the end of the year, uh, end of the world podcast. I don't think they'll be doing it at the comedy store because it will be closed down. Maybe we should get as many of our friends on here as we can. And we just kind of walk everybody through it. So I just wanted to throw that out. Great, great show. Everybody. Nice crushed. to see you, Sam. Always a pleasure guys. Uh, always a pleasure. Take care, everybody. See you, Sam. Let me just be one positive thing. Have you guys seen what happened uh, a few weeks back in Idaho? Is it drawn a blank here? All right. So in Idaho, they stormed the Capitol. Oh, okay. I there was an emergency session that they had put together for basically it was coronavirus financing. And these people, while they were getting arrested, while they were pushing back, uh, demand, you know, said this is our house, demanded that this special session basically voted on the lockdowns. And they voted to take them away. So this is the Congress of the state of Idaho voting to end all the lockdowns 100%. Immediately, the governor who called it into session said that was not on the original agenda, so it is completely illegitimate. The Senate is still going to go through with the vote. And I believe that these people in mass charging their capital, demanding 
that, you know, in using force, I'm going to be quite honest, they push past the police. They, these videos are must watches and have been suppressed in this country. Mm-hmm. This is the next step if we don't want it to get really violent is to pass these things in our local state congresses and state senates. And then then if these people do not want to comply with ending the lockdowns, well, we got to get our sheriffs involved. These people need to go to jail. They need to be arrested. I don't know any other way around it. I wish I had better answers, but things again have gotten so wild where I, you know, I have people telling me it's a good idea to defund the police. I walk downtown, my little small town and people are in mass everywhere. It is, Every day is the twilight zone for me, guys. I don't yeah, know how yeah. for all of us. For all of us, is Idaho red? With me, we're we're living in a in a lawless. I mean, New York City is literally lawless. I mean, the criminals are, are running the show here. It, it's it's and it's a dirty and it's everyone's. Are beautiful. you gonna move, Mel? Uh, I I I'm trying to. T- Stay here <laughs> to, to, to be here for the apocalypse. But um, it's getting there. It's getting there. I, I just I, I feel like I don't want to leave. Like, I feel like that feeling of 9-11, too, where it's like, yeah. wait, I, I want to figure out how to fight this. But yeah. like Jason said, I don't see any groups, especially in New York City, fighting back. And, and you know, nine times out of 10, I talk to somebody and they especially in Manhattan for some reason, they can tell me why Cuomo did a good job and why Biden's what? better than Trump. Yeah, still, if watching all of this and it's it's completely, it, it's like it's like cognitive dissonance. But it's like you're talking to somebody who's literally their brain is not functioning normal. And I think it's because they have so much hate for orange men that it's blinded them. But how can you hate somebody that much that you that you would throw your country and all your freedom and your bill of rights away and possibly to be taken over by the U.N.? I have friends that say I'll vote for a monkey. I'll vote for a Mickey Mouse. I'll vote for a don like anything but Trump. I don't know. They're they're. You know, that I've, if I fight for, I stand up, they call me a racist. It's like, hello, I'm brown. Call me a religious zealot. Oh, you must support MAGA idiots. And what has he done? That's so to hate. They just hate him. But yeah. How do you hate somebody that much that you, you can't see any of the good? None. Don't well, even bother to look for the good. They don't even listen to him. They know what the media is telling them. Well, this is how good of a job they've done dividing and conquering. I had uh, Dennis McKenna on my show for uh, the second time. He's, he was on some years ago, but I had him on recently. And um, he's the, the brother of Terrence McKenna, which a lot of people might know, the big in the psychedelics and mushrooms. And this guy's huge in plant medicines. And we, you know, the first time he was on, we talked about it nonstop, all the benefits of it, all the benefits of self-reflecting while, you know, uh, using these plant medicines and being able to find your inner thoughts and your feelings and how you really feel about certain topics. And this last time I had him on, we, we started talking, um, initially, I don't know how we got into it, but we started talking about politics and what's going on in the world. And he immediately went on like this pro Biden anti-Trump rant, rant. And um and uh, Charlie, I think you heard did you listen to that show? You did, right? Yeah, and yeah. and I got so much negative feedback from that. They're like, this guy is crazy. And all I could think about was like 
the power of psychedelics, even the power of right. all the mushrooms in the world, right. couldn't, couldn't help him see past this political nonsense. Right. Like that's the power of that's how good they are at dividing and conquering. That this guy, his Amazing. brother is like the godfather of psychedelics. I mean, yes. people, you know, his, his speeches and all this stuff is is so inspirational. And 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 yet yeah. he, you know, he uses Talk it. Talk about for, satanic magic. I mean, right? it's unbelievable. Yeah. It, well, it is unbelievable because the people on the left that are trying to promote this BLM idea, it's like, hey, uh, Robert Byrd was one of his mentors, the Grand <laughs> Dragon of the KKK. Spoke at the funeral. Wasn't the only funeral he spoke of other KKK members, actually did that three other times. On top of that, ran as a segregationist in the 90s with the busing. In Let's the 90s. Back. Yes, in the 90s, 1990, I have him on camera. You go to C-SPAN and go see him <laughs> talking about it and talking about affirmative action and all these things. And you're just like, your mind is blown. The guy's on camera talking about helping to cover up the Pakistani role in 9-11, the $100,000 <laughs> wire transfer to Mohammed Atta. He met with General Mahmoud Ahmed, who facilitated that to him during the week of 9-11, threatened Pakistan on the floor. And remember, if you believe anything on, on the official version, Dan Rather put it out there in 2002. He was being protected by the Pakistani military in a Pakistani hospital, September 10th. Anybody can watch that CBS footage. Where did they supposedly find him? Abbottabad, Pakistan. So the guys blatantly lied about the war on terror. He was part of Operation Timber Sycamore for Syria, which we still haven't gotten out of. All right. And then on top of that, on all those things that I just said, there is a multitude of videos of him on the halls of government manhandling children, children. not once, not twice, not three times, at least five or six times, where if that was my daughter, I don't know how I would be able to physically restrain myself from taking him by the throat and asking him why he just put his mouth right next to her neck and breathed on it. I mean, we're, this is a wild time. And now this guy's not even fucking see, he's senile. He's He's got dementia. You, you fucking put that in there and anybody can argue any point. I'm just like, where are we? Where are we? Where I mean, are you don't we? actually believe right. you want this guy. You just literally hate the other guy exactly. that much. That much. Exactly. That much. He I wanted mean, to end smart. raves. He specifically said that he wanted to end raves, and he said, make up an excuse to put them in prison. Who wants to end raves? How dare you? How un-American is that, man? That dude uh-huh. needs to roll his balls off one night till like three o'clock in the morning with Mickey Mouse hands and glow sticks. And he, I think everybody needs much to roll. Way. I think also, everybody needs right to at, drop some X. Right mm-hmm. after oh. the, the shooting of those cops, he puts out a tweet saying that we have to take away um, uh, automatic weapons. I thought your answer to the shooting of two cops, the assassination attempt of two cops in their car is to send a tweet an hour later saying that there's no reason to have assault weapons in America. I'm thinking, wait a minute, who's writing this? And and then people say, well, I understand what he's saying. And I'm saying, it's so, it's so off. It, it, it's as if I'm at a point where I, whoever's, whoever's doing his Twitter, I feel like is working for Trump. It, it's, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what's happening. What do you mean? You didn't like that commercial with the car where he was driving around and looking like a hip young guy with a Corvette from 1964? It was the best. You know what? I forgot. He's also riding. If if 2019 wasn't the prequel for this, you got to understand the guy's on camera bragging about getting off a plane 
withholding a billion dollars from the Ukraine if they don't fire a prosecutor investigating his son on the spot. Not like tomorrow. Like, I'm on a plane in eight hours. He says that shit next to the head of the CFR, Richard right. who's laughing, and his minion. And you know what the result of that was? Trump got impeached. How the fuck does that work? <laughs> That's literally how that ended up. Trump did a phone call being like, you know, I saw this video and it's pretty shady. And what's going on with this investigation? We'll impeach him for that. He's going after a political rival. I mean, meanwhile, you got a literal gangster, Joey fucking B, cackling about a billion dollars to have a prosecutor fired. That I mean, again. Uh, almost nothing surprises me, but then everything surprises me. Yeah. Do you think he'll be swapped out? I started laughing when I saw that um, Adam Schiff throws out there that now he has a new whistleblower. I, I literally started laughing. I could not believe this. And it, it's it's at a point where it's becoming like a, like a sketch comedy. Is yeah. the new whistle shit show? Is the new whistleblower going to be Ed Buck by any chance? Because oh, so. <laughs> that would be interesting. Where is he, by the way? We need him. He's in prison. I know, forever. Well, it's oh. like those YouTube commercials where uh, you see Biden like stumble and you're like, you know how many takes it took to get this <laughs> one shitty <laughs> recording? Like, I want to see the bad takes because he found <laughs> horrendous. Like, he's stumbling on. I'm like, I'm just thinking, I'm like, really? Like, this is the best take? I, I hope somebody, like, some WikiLeaks person just releases the bad takes because I think that would be golden. That would be. That would be golden. This how much money have that... they raised? How much money has BLM and Antifa? Oh, and God. what last week you go to Antifa.com and it reroutes you to Joey? Mm hmm. Yeah. They're they're being taken advantage of. I truly believe there's a lot of young people and people who who truly believe that okay, there is some racist things about uh, America that we could fix. I mean, I've I've had Freeway Rick Ross on my show in the past, and you guys are familiar with like the crack and cocaine difference. You know, if you if you got caught with crack in the '80s, it, you know, it was a uh, uh, much more time. You got caught with cocaine, it was much less time. Obviously, that was blatantly racist i mean nixon was on tape saying you know he was trying to lock up minorities and and whatnot with the the war on drugs or, or whatnot so i mean there are some issues and the thing is like i think these people are being misguided and totally by, by uh politicians and i think some of them truly believe that you know they're they're motivated by by good intentions but they don't realize that they are being used and they are being you know they're just pawns in a, in a political game and they don't realize it so I hate to, to group them all together because they're it. It's not that they're they're doing harm because and the other thing too, like that. Why, like the riots and and protests have become the same thing. Like I see a a, a riot and they call it a protest, you know. And it's yeah. like, wait, wait, wasn't this like this looks like a lot like a riot? They're burning shit. They're damaging uh, businesses. If they're not, you know, holding Black Lives Matter signs, then. It, it would be a, a riot. I mean, nobody would call it a protest, you know. So it's it's quite obvious that you know they're being used. But they've been given purpose. They think they have a purpose. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt okay. you. Okay, but but and also, how much of that anger and 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 the things going that fast to to from protests to riots? How much of that was because of the lockdown? I mean, how many people were exactly in their house for so long, yes. going fucking crazy? That. And that's all they needed. That's all the motivation they needed to just lose their mind totally. and go and, and do this. And then and, and sports. I mean, look, it's it's 
it's ruining sports. It's ruining everything, everything because people, a lot of people go to sports to get away from politics. And now you can't even do that. Like you can't well, watch sports to, to unplug from all this crazy reality anymore. Ricky, they uh, on the Thursday night game in Kansas City, when they did the show of unity where they all linked arms, it was just a chorus of boos from the only 16,000 fans that were allowed in there. And their ratings are down 16% year over year for opening night last uh, last season. So people are showing that like they're they're kind of, you know, okay, we can do the protesting thing and have all that stuff. But and and even to the extent the athletes, if they individually have a have some sort of opinion on this, that's fine. But when the leagues mandate the opinion, when they mandate Black Lives Matter be painted on the courts for the playoffs uh, in the bubble in the NBA slogans on the jerseys, I'm like, and ratings like, are off a cliff on the NBA. People are not interested in this. Get woke, go broke is going to happen, and maybe not, you know, completely bankrupt these these organizations, but they're going to have to answer to their advertisers. Their advertisers are going to want to know why nobody is watching this. And it's very obvious why nobody's watching it no. because they've infused politics. The NFL has done this for a long time with the salute to service uh, through with the U S military. Now they're paid to do that. They're paid to have, you know, where the camouflage and do that, that whole thing. And they're also paid to show the national anthem on television. They used to not do that, but it's contractual now. So there's a big part of this is this is propaganda and politics being infused into professional sports. And it's a gross combination because like you said, Ricky, this is one of the things, it's one of the outlets that people want to get away from all this nonsense, to get away from the fact that we're clearly living in some form of a simulation. If our two choices for president are Donald Trump and Joe Biden. So people want to watch sports and not have this... Horseshit crammed down their throat, but that's what they're getting. This the ratings, ratings last night, Sunday night, were down 28%. It just came out like an hour ago. And that was the Cowboys and the Rams. Rams opened a new stadium in LA. Yep. Two big teams down 28% so last night. Thursday night, JJ uh, Watt went on the news the next day, and the Texans said, I didn't understand people booing. The problem with these teams is they haven't had people in the stands to boo them. So they're like, Why are you booing? Like baseball, they can kneel and they, the Marlins could throw one pitch and they could walk off the field. If they had 25,000 people in the stands, they're not going to walk off the field and just go home. And then everybody that paid for a ticket is just going to leave. So they know they could pull this shit while there's no fans. And then they then all of a sudden there's 16,000 fans in Kansas City and they boo and they go, what are you booing for? If they had stands, if they had fans in the stands in all these leagues this year, they'd be half full and people would be booing. They just haven't seen that. So it's a good year for them to protest when there's nobody, they don't hear any outside noise, you know, live directed at them, except for the cheap game, which was great. It just shoved it right in their face. They're out there posturing, you know, it's like the WWE, they know what camera to stand in, to mug it. So they're all locking hands. They get booed, like you booed us. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. So it was great. It was great to see. And I'm a big sports fan, but me too. You know, next year is when they're really gonna feel it if they keep doing this shit. I think people already checked out and aren't even gonna come back next year when they do have fans. Jim, uh, now as a stand-up comedian, we were talking about sports being like a, a way to unplug from all this madness. Now it, it's kind of like a two-sided sword, right? Because like in a way, all this chaos gives you tons of like material, right? It gives you tons of stuff to write about, but 
some people might not want to continue hearing about it at a stand-up show. Like, so is that like an internal dilemma that some comedians might have in regards to like, do I talk about it because it is what everybody's talking about and there, it gives me tons of stuff that I could make fun of because like what we were doing with Joe Biden, I mean, there's endless material. Or do you feel like maybe I shouldn't talk about it because people might want to unplug from it? I just don't because I know every other comic, you know, especially in New York City when Trump first got in and every late night guy and Saturday Night Live, they were all doing the same joke. It was Trump was almost like a Polish joke. Okay, so what did he do at the end? That was a little crazy. So I don't do that because I'm like, all right, I got four guys before me. I'm not now. Okay, here's my political material. After you just heard four other people, you could hear the, the audience groan when anyone brings it up. You know, they just said, like, oh, please, we, we got hit over the head with this shit. Don't bring it up now while we're out at a comedy show. So now they try to disguise the jokes like they'll go. My grandmother, who hates Trump, she always goes screams when I go over there. They So it's coming from the grandmother and not them. So mm-hmm. if there's someone that doesn't, you know, likes Trump in the audience or doesn't want to hear politics, well, it's a crazy grandmother saying outlandish stuff. So that's how they try to disguise it. I don't get I don't try to divide the audience. I'm not going to fight with them. I just go up there and tell jokes. They don't want to hear from me. They don't need another comedian that doesn't know anything about politics talking about politics. There's enough of them out there. (laughs) Really is. There's enough of them. So they don't need another guy that barely knows. Comedians know how to write jokes and deal with drunk people late at night. (laughs) Try to figure it out and navigate as they're on stage which way to go. That's what we're good at. And that's it. If you watch Bill Maher, it's pretty much the shit on Trump show every week. Yeah, I used to watch him. And then, you know, sometimes sometimes he calls out the left, though, and they go crazy. They get really mad. He (laughs) just goes a little to the the middle. They go crazy. But this is the thing is that's weird, right? Like Bill Maher, who all he does is shit on Trump. He's also one of the few guys that has been open to the vaccine debate and you know, bit pushed back against big pharma a few times. The yeah. weird thing is that used to be a left thing, right? Like, yeah. like you think of hippies, you think of like plant medicines and homeopathic and and all this stuff. Like, and then all of a sudden it's like, like I'm anti big pharma, and for some reason everybody standing with me is on the right, like instead of on the left. Right. It's like it's so weird. Yeah, yeah, that is one thing that Bill um, probably because of his advisors that he's he's one of the few that I've heard in the mainstream talk about the immune system and do a good service. But then most of the time it's just let's crap on Trump and make fun of orange man. Well, he's a very organic diet. I hear. <laughs> no, just well, he was very sick yeah, and very, uh, he's very into Hollywood. He's very into that. So yeah, I mean, just, he's not a comedian anymore. He hasn't been for 10 years. He's a, uh, he's a political commentator. In my opinion, 10 years. 25 like he's been doing that since comedy central right doing that i think the clinton campaign was when he launched politically incorrect and chris rock was one of his correspondents <laughs> i mean I, I watched him he i i remember it, it i've watched him growing up for years and he he got pretty untenable after the obama administration he really stopped talking about the war in the middle east which he was good on you know he's pretty good on being anti-war uh every once in a while like you said he he pisses off the left but you know, I love Religulous. I think he did Me that too. in 2010, 2011. I think he's got a lot of talent. He's a smart guy. But again, this partisan notion, you know, Bill Maher is one of the people that put Vice News on television. He was an executive producer when they got that kick in HBO. So, you know, he brags about, you know, his political donations. Uh, you know, again, 
we're just in an odd world where everything's upside down and anybody at this moment can kind of come forward with a piece of truth. And I think the main reason that is, is because we are in such like a dystopic nightmare. You talked about sports and you talked about people booing. Well, I caught the first football game I'd seen. I'm, you know, I'm casual at best. I watch MMA. That's about it. And I heard the, what I thought was the crowd. And I'm like, wait a minute. Is there a crowd there? Oh, no, they're pumping in the crowd sounds. So the dystopia of the fucking, you know, cut out people wasn't enough. Now we have to let you know that, you know, he caught the football and he charged in. We, ah, ah. So that also hurts because the normal person, you know, they can't distinguish between fantasy and reality when they've been so used to that being reality for so long. You know, you talked about the booing when they're down there. Well, now when there's still no crowd and they lock arms or they take a knee, what do you think they're going to pump in? You but think it's kind of sick. No, it's like MK Ultra, Right. It's, I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's like kind of sick. It's like, it's like they're gaslighting us to our faces. They're, it's like, you know, um, they're pumping in cheering and, and all of this. And it's like, they're trying to simulate a normal football game during normal times, but we all know there's no, there's no crowd. But yet they're doing it anyway. Why? It's the players. It's a sitcom laugh track. Cheer here. I hate laugh tracks. No, I know. It's it's silly. It sounds silly when they're putting then you know the stadium's empty, you see the shot, there's nobody in the stands, and then you know, all of a sudden there's crowd noise when they score a touchdown. But it, it, it this is the this is the new normal, right? That they kept using that term. And one thing that bothered me was the fact that it didn't bother me anymore that there wasn't a crowd. Like I could get into the games and there wasn't a crowd. And I'm like, why isn't this bothering me? I'm, I'm giving into the new normal. Like, I don't want to accept this. Like the fact that like I have kids and, and you know, Jim, you have a young one too. Like you might never be able to bring to a, a wrestling match or a, a basketball game or like, you're telling me that like, what they're going to be adults by the time they can do that. Like, what do you, like, what are we waiting for? This is in, insane. Like, why can't, there's people gathering everywhere. There's people gathering at Walmart. There's people gathering and you're telling me polls can't be open. You're telling me that families who come in together can't sit together at a game. Like this is, this is madness, you know? And I, and that's why it takes somebody like initially it was the German soccer league was the first one. That's like, okay, we're going to start, playing regardless they're the first ones that did it and everybody kind of just waited for the explosion like what's going to happen what's going to happen then they played and nothing happened then another league started and nothing happened another league started and nothing happened and now they're still talking about cases like oh this person does possible but nobody's dying so who gives a shit and they're talking about you know there's a a article that came out not too long ago about how these these tests are so sensitive that they're finding that the amount of the virus or the strength of the that you're testing positive for is so weak and so pointless that who cares if you, it's almost like um an MMA and Jason knows this like you know it was similar issue that John Jones had in regards to like the steroid tests have gotten so good that somebody he could be in a room with somebody you know who has steroids and he could t- test positive for it you know and and it and it's but it's meaningless it's a meaningless test result because it doesn't mean that they're going to die they're not they're not a diagnostic tool game kmalis stated that why doesn't the story end there 80% plus are are false positives that means they're negative and if you amplify it enough it it looks for the genetic code if you've ever had a coronavirus there's a whole family it will come up positive and this is now the Bible that they have to stick this PCR, the swab, crossing the blood brain barrier up into tickle your brain 
And what is it really doing when we know that the first tests were contaminated with the coronavirus? Um, the UK. Yeah, it was the, the ones going to the UK. And what about the guy who uh, Ferguson, who who provoked this whole lockdown? His numbers yeah. were ridiculously high. The second they shut down the whole country, he's like, whoa, whoa, I didn't know you're going to do that. Hey, I don't think it's going to be as bad as you think. And then they have a lockdown to a country that he caused. Yes, okay, he influenced. And then he gets caught leaving his house during the lockdown to go to see his mistress. his mistress. Like, you can't make this shit up. Like, And he's funded by Gates. Oh my God! Yeah, I mean, it's, it's there's there like we go. there's exactly. story after story and story of the fact that we've been lied to, that things have been overblown, that things have you know we that uh, alternative information has been suppressed. So when I meet somebody who still takes it seriously, I just look at them and I'm just like, where the fuck are you getting your information? Oh, you stop watching the news. It's like that old saying, like, if you if you, if you don't watch news, you're uninformed. If you watch news, you're misinformed. And that's exactly what's going on. People are misinformed. People have to turn off. Even my wife. I mean, I, during the whole lockdown, I was doctors on, researchers, and I'm like onslaughting her with information. And, um, and then like, you know, I go a day or two without talking to her about it. And she's watching the news. And all of a sudden she's like, well, what if it is serious? I'm like, stop watching the fucking news. I'm like, it just takes like 24 hours of you watching this nonsense for you to completely, you know, question everything that you thought you knew, you know, but that's the power of propaganda. That's the power of TV. It's this idea that like, they're telling you this is bad. This is bad. This is bad. And then you start, and it's the fact that the other tactic that they use it doesn't matter if they overwhelm you with information, even if there's conflicting inf information, just because there's so much information, how many people do you know that go, well, I don't know what to fucking believe. So I'm just going to wear a mask anyways. And exactly. they want. Sorry, I'm doing a service to my, to my fellow man. Right. Sorry, it's like, I, I thought like pandemic came out, which I, worked on in a small way. I'm like, okay, surely now it's over. Okay. Now the 6% came out. Surely now it's over. And then I'm talking to my mom and it's like, mommy, I've been reporting on this since January. And, and she's like, Mary, this is not like the flu. It's worse. I'm like, throw your TV away. Right. Just throw it away. Yes. Guess who wasn't falling for the propaganda? All the young kids who didn't give a fuck about the news, who are like, I'm going to hang out with my friends anyways. None of us have school. There's nothing to do. And they're, guess what? I saw them all hanging out in groups. I saw them all. I talked to you know uh, cousins and, and nieces uh, of mine that were uh, younger. They're like, I'm not watching the news. I don't know what's going on. We're just hanging out with my friends. So like, guess what? They weren't fucking tricked because they weren't watching the news. They get their news from like Twitter or Facebook or whatever, you know? So um, the people who are watching mainstream media every single day were the ones being tricked into this, but it's the illusion of safety. My gym, everybody wears their mask underneath their chin uh. and, and, and you were all touching the same spray bottle. So you can't, avoid like i'm breathing heavy like i'm picking up dumbbells it's over there is no fucking virus yeah is that dean yeah yeah it's me sorry i thought i muted my mic <laughs> I but in california gyms are closed where are you where are you ricky that your gyms I'm, I'm, are open i'm i'm in massachusetts 
I'm in New York. They're open, but you have to wear a mask. They take your temperature right in the middle of your forehead when you come in. You have to wash it down. They're Ugh. handing out gloves. There's no. Yep. <laughs> it's so I, ridiculous. I, I, Just such so waste ridiculous. of energy. Life is so precious. And look at all this this waste of time. I'm telling you, when I go to the airport tomorrow and I re-enter the matrix because I'm in like the jungle where mm. and no one here we're gathering we're gathering and people are snitching on us. But but you know the airline said if you don't follow these measures, you're not going to get on the airplane. 10 hours, I'm going to wear a face diaper. My, my no, you can take it off when you eat. <laughs> it doesn't make any it's sense. Acceptable then. Yeah, it breathes the recycled air that goes through it, the whole thing. It, none of it makes it's sense. It's the no pissing section in the yeah. pool. You know, it's, it's, you can't pee in this section of the pool, but you can pee in this section of the pool. It's, right. it's ridiculous. This it's thing like is the over. Smoking section on an it's airplane. So Remember over. that? When we were kids, they had like the smoking section of the airplane. Like, right. who thought that was a good idea? Right. So, so what are we gonna have the virus section and the non-virus yes. section? I mean, get the fuck out of here with this. This is insanity. Like, stop, stop, stop the simulation. I want to get off. I yeah. want this to stop. This is ridiculous. We're pretending we have to wear a mask to walk into a restaurant. Then and then we off. sit down at the table and we can take it off. <laughs> what are we doing? Why are we pretending are we this doing? is actually working? It's like a collective delusion. Totally. And you won't tell the person that you see over there like, hey, snap out of this. Yeah. And it's like they're in a trance. You it's can. crazy. I like when they make the cities close, you know, the, the bars close at like 11 o'clock. You know, so I uh, guess it's a corona. 10 o'clock in Portland. 11.01 from 11.10. Oh, it starts really working. Out. Yeah. At 10.58, it does it's not really around. But as soon as 11 o'clock hits, that's when the, the numbers go way up. All of a sudden, the coronavirus comes out at night. After yeah, the beach is closed here at two thirty. Oh, Rona started working. Yeah. Started a shift. Now, so we got to drink cocktails at a restaurant, but you can't drink cocktails at a bar because coronavirus gives a shit. Apparently, yeah. it's Ricky. Just- I got to run, man. I got to put my kid to bed. So it was good meeting you guys and talking. Bye. Good Thanks for jumping in, Jay. Thanks, man. Thank Thanks for having me. Smart virus, very smart virus. Mm-hmm. But it, it is an issue that nobody's looking at these things logically. They're just going along with the herd. And when you really just sit down, that's why it's amazing how many people, if you're willing to have the discussion with people and you just break it down the way we break it down, like just start saying like, hey, does that make sense? Or that makes sense? And you just try to leave politics out of it. Mm. You can get a lot of people to kind of be like, yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And you're planting the seed of doubt. And I think that those discussions are important to have because right. there is a lot of people who are just like picking a political team and and whatnot and then to get defensive and if you don't make it a trump thing you don't make it a Biden thing you just talk about like hey you know does that seem like it makes sense does that seem like you can get through to some people you know but it's it's unfortunate that the majority of the time you know people do make it a political thing if you're not wearing a mask it's because you're a, a trump supporter you know but that's actually another problem there's not enough trump supporters not wearing masks because i know a lot of people in my gym who are trump supporters and they're wearing masks and I'm yeah. there with no mask. Uh, yeah. I, I do it just to walk in and I'm like, Hey, I'll wear it to walk in. So you guys don't get in trouble. The second I'm in this place, I'm taking it off. And I feel like a school kid. Like I'm always, they're always like the first like week. They're always like, Hey, can you, can, do you mind putting it, you know, on just underneath your chin? I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the second they walk away, I take it off again. And they just got sick of following me around. So they just don't bother me anymore. So I, I walk in and people are always like, Hey, nobody gives you a hard time about your mask. I'm like, no, they gave up on me. Cause I'm going to just take it off every time they turn around. Be- and, and that's and, and like, I was telling you guys, uh, you know, who were on the call early, my, I brought my son to soccer 
And one of the coaches didn't get the memo that, and she was like one of the first co or one of the only coaches that he hasn't uh, been out of practice yet. Like gives my son a hard time about not wearing a mask. And I'm fucking furious because he comes crying to me and he's like, dad, you know, he told me he wanted me to wear a mask. And, and, you know, I told her that, and I told him, I'm like, just say it makes you sick. You know, if they say something and then tell them to come talk to me, you know, cause I don't want to cause a scene. There's a lot of parents watching other kids come talk to me and I'll explain it to her. And then, you know, eventually I explain it to her, but I'm like, Hey, she, he has a medical exemption. You should know this. All, all the coaches were, were told this. She's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. But I, what I really wanted to say was like, honestly, don't you fucking feel bad telling a kid to wear a fucking mask when you know this is bullshit what evidence do you have like if one kid isn't wearing a mask like just let him not wear a fucking mask pretend you don't see it there's you know or or, or, or stand up by just being like okay if he if he says that it makes him sick i'm just gonna you know i'm just gonna leave it alone but like the fact that you're trying to reinforce some ridiculous thing is bothersome you know because there's too many honey it's cancel culture baby yeah. they don't want to get called out man they have their whole job on the line they, that's yeah. the thing. It's not that they believe well, it's one way or the other, and you could bring them some knowledge, and they, you know, they're still going to pull out, and they're going to be Trump. It's orange. It's bad. They're worried about being canceled by the other parents, and those parents are just itching for some sort of point that they can finally have some relevancy in their life and have a shred of meaning. And that meaning is going to come in canceling someone else because that makes money, that makes friends, that makes power. It's really just it's cancel culture man what it is. sorry to jump in there but that's i think i think that's what it is really it's nothing to do with science or knowledge or truth or comfort level or embarrassment it's power well that's true because even his head coach when i sent him the medical exemption that uh you know i, I got for my kids and if anybody else wants a copy wait wait go get you one but um and it it, which I've been actually giving out to people. But if you, I, the, the medical exemption form, the coach called me and he's like, listen, I told the organization that like, hey, I'm not opening up unless things are back to the way they were. He's like, I'm not going to follow all these ridiculous guidelines. And, uh, you know, kids have to bring their own hand sanitizer. Kids have to, uh, you know, they have to stay at cones, you know, when they're talking and they can, nobody can touch the ball with their hands. You have to kick it in, you know, but, but apparently he got, uh, there's too many people that were against him and said, Hey, no, no, we should open it up regardless because it's some type of youth program is better than no program. And I, and I get that aspect of it. I get like, there's kids who just want to be, I mean, my kids are now homeschooled thanks to all these ridiculous guidelines. So I don't, I don't just preach this shit. I actually, and I help other people. I mean, there's people who've hit me up for religious exemption forms. There's people who hit me up for mask uh, forms. There's people who hit me up with all types of things. I'm not just saying this shit. My kids use that religious exemption form. They use the mask form. They're homeschooled now because you know what? My kids in kindergarten or my, my son should be in kindergarten. My, my daughter should be in preschool. Well, guess what? Neither of them are mandatory. So what's the point of being in the fucking school system and being in front of a computer all day? I spend most of their lives telling them to that, you know, they shouldn't spend much time looking at a screen. So they don't. And now all of a sudden I'm going to backtrack and start forcing them to stare at a screen for, you know, hours at a time. No, it's, it's ridiculous. So they're going to be, they're going to be homeschooled until this shit's normal. And if it never gets normal, then they might continue to stay homeschooled. And uh, so, you know, that's just, people have to do those type of things. I went to a restaurant in Longmeadow, which isn't too far from where I live or East Longmeadow. 
And there's a restaurant where they have no signs uh, on the doors uh, for mandatory masks. None of the employees were wearing masks. I walked in and I told my wa- my wife brings one because I, she I always embarrass her by not putting one on the kids or myself. But and I'm like, you don't have to put it on. I don't see anybody with one. So we sat down. Nobody said anything. And then when I went to the bathroom, she's like, hey, I asked the waitress about it. She's like, her dad's a real big Trump supporter. And he's like, fuck the masks. If people want to wear them, great. If not, no big deal. And and they've been open the whole time. And and, and we're like, I wonder if they'll get in trouble if somebody will say something. Nobody's done anything. So this shows that a lot of this is the illusion of the of power. You have to fight back. There's a, yeah. a, a golf course in Massachusetts near Boston who said, fuck you, uh, uh, Baker. We're opening up. We've been cutting grass for, for who? We don't know when we're going to open up again. You don't even give us a, a date on when we can open up. So we, we can't even prepare for that. And we've been basically maintaining our, 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 our grass and our fields for, for we don't know what. So we're, we, they send everybody emails saying, hey, this Friday, regardless of what the the government says, we're opening up. Worst case scenario, they fine us. Like we're going we're gonna to go out of business regardless. Either we're being fined or, or we're, they're not letting us open up. But either way, we're, you know, we're going to let people enjoy our golf course. So they did it. Well, guess what happened? Charlie Baker uh, because of the political pressure, because he the the owners actually end up getting interviewed on Fox News. Eventually, Charlie Baker's like, you know what? I'll let the golf course open up. You know, so it's like, oh wait, I thought it was unsafe. That was the reason why you couldn't open up. If that was the reason, then why, out of political pressure, would you let this pass all of a sudden? Like it should still be unsafe. It showed that it was all a illusion of power. If you fight back, you know, people are, it's going to do something. People are going to realize that like people are angry and maybe we shouldn't, you know, overplay our hand. But if we just keep going along with it, hoping that it's going to end, cross our fingers, we hope it's going to end soon. We hope that's what people are going to say. Oh, well, maybe after the election, maybe maybe it won't like, but either way we shouldn't wait. Like we should be outspoken. We should say things. We we should not wear masks. We should, you know, even if I, I know some people have something against the idea of uh, lying about a medical issue to not wear a mask. I don't have any problem with that. You know, I don't if, have any problem. You know, you know what? Everybody should lie. About, everybody has fucking asthma in the U S okay. Every, yeah, I have asthma. Panic now. Attacks. I get panic, panic attacks. Like everybody should say that. And then eventually they're like, well, nobody's wearing a mask anyways. And maybe they'll leave us alone. I, w- I wanted to say your point. Um, yesterday, when I was watching the Trump rally, I saw too many masked people wearing Trump too. MAGA. I, I was I was too. disturbed. Hmm? Too. You too? Yeah. yeah. I thought I saw his face too, and I thought his face reflected him seeing how many people wear masks. But I'm pretty sure that Henderson, Nevada's mayor put out something saying that it was mandatory because I noticed also that the masks were Trump and MAGA masks. Yeah. So I'm assuming yeah. that they handed them out on the way. Yeah. In. But um, no, I was disturbed too. It just, it, it just, it's just a sign of submission. Yes. And, you know, and nobody's being honest. And when we saw the masks, like you did, we were both like, Oh my God, look at all those people mess. And then I realized they said Trump and MAGA. And I'm like, oh, they must have been handing them out. That's a good but point. I was surprised he didn't immediately say something. Like, yeah. what the masks? But he can't I, do that yet, I guess. I, I don't know. I've loved it a few times where he's like, I, I can't hear you. Can't hear right, you. I love it, too. You gotta take off your mask. <laughs> I love the when he does <laughs> does that. And, like and then seven feet away. Exactly, exactly. And and to your point to fight back, well, I tried to fight back. I'm in a foreign country. They called the police. And then I'm like, why are you calling the police? Because you're being like that. 
like that, like rebellious. And then American Airlines, I had to cancel my flight altogether because they basically said, we don't give a shit uh, that you have a medical exemption. So, so there's some draconian businesses that are not going to care. On top of the fact that like American or, or United or whoever, the whole world, the disinfectants, like, okay, you're spraying irritants for the lungs to protect you against the virus that irritates the lungs. Exactly. You retards. Exactly. Exactly. And they have on the planes, you're flying tomorrow, so you probably know this, but they do have on the planes that um, they have a new system of cleaning the airplanes. And then they lock you in there with this new cleaning system they just came up with, with the chemicals in the air and everything. And you're in a mess. And I'm thinking, does anyone believe that this is safer? You're cleaning it while you're in the plane? Yeah. They clean it before and after. And then when you leave, they spray the plane and then the next people get in. And it's like, is they have it, a deal with how chlorine. can it be safer? I, I don't understand. No, United said that they have a deal with Clorox. I have a full on like N95 like mask and a hazmat suit. I'm like, okay, mofos, I'm going to just take it up a notch because if it was really a virus, this is how you should be outfitted. Let's see how you react. I bought that mask in December for aerotoxic fumes because upon landing and takeoff, there's there's organophosphates in the air and I have chemical sensitivities. So I'm going to see how they're going to react to their full on full-on real mask um and the truth is on the box it tells you that it doesn't protect (laughs) from coronaviruses so it's like the idea that people are still arguing that masks will help i'm like according to what because the people who make them don't even think that they'll help so where where is this you know going it's it's madness but um i'm not surprised that three east coasters are still talking and strong and full of energy we are we just come with energy. I love East Coasters because we could talk our our your our originally ass. from the East Coast. Are are you from Montreal? Montreal, Canada. Montreal. Oh, yeah. St. Catherine Street. Oh, that's uh, I am. St. Catharines. Did you used to visit? <laughs> I did. Yeah, that's why it burns when I pee. But um, I'm, oh jeez, <laughs> <laughs> it was a joke. It was a joke. Hopefully, my wife's my wife's watching Dance with the Stars. There's no way she's listening. <laughs> I never went to a strip joint in Montreal. Just heard heard things about strip joints. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but, uh, think, but sorry, as I say, LA, which is the beacon of health, there the gyms are not open. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know how there's not mass suicide in LA without open gyms. I mean, most people spend all day at the gym. There are open gyms, actually. There are. There are actually open. My girlfriend is going to an open gym, but I'm going to SF. I'm going to like San Francisco um, because I want to go and attend a conference in Florida, the American Priority Conference. So, and I I don't know, maybe everyone's like, you're in heaven. Why are you coming back? Stay where you are. Stay where you are. Uh, On that note, do you guys want to let everybody know? where they can uh, get your stuff, where they can connect with you, where, you know, if you have any upcoming projects or anything that's going on, share with uh, the listeners. Anybody? Jason? You know, I do it live three to seven times a day. I just interviewed John Fitch about his retirement just before this broadcast. I interviewed Dan Dix today, who got banned from YouTube recently and was at a Vancouver rally. Uh, I should be having Ross Ulbrooks. Uh, mother on this coming week and i'm just going to keep doing my thing and trying to talk truth in an ever-growing world of lies ricky (laughs) 
Um, I'm on uh, Charlie Ward every Friday at 6 p.m. And I, uh, for until at least the election, I'm Impulsive Woman on um, uh, Twitter. And uh, my website's Manic in Manhattan. And my book is coming out, Manic in Manhattan. And uh, that's it. That's me. What's your handle again, Mel? Uh, Impulsive Woman. Manic in Manhattan is my, it's my book and my website. I've got a new book coming out with Jeff Berwick from the Dollar Vigilante uh, nice. in the next couple of weeks called The Controlled Demolition of the American Empire. We right. were able to finish, edit in the COVID stuff. We, were, we thought we were done and then this hit. And so we had the opportunity to add more into it. So that book will be <laughs> available in the next couple of weeks. So keep your eyes open for that. Nice. Congratulations. Miriam, you want to? I just, yes, I pray for me. I'm leaving back to California tomorrow. I just got out of YouTube jail. I was written up in USA Today as another smear piece as part of Operation Quack Hack. I'll be interviewing James Perloff soon, who just wrote a book on the coronavirus. And uh, I have a story, another story I've been following. I haven't tapped out on George Perry Floyd. So I have a story coming out maybe today or tomorrow on the latest hearing. By the way, the latest thing is that he might have been an informant. Right. Yeah, thank you. And you can follow me, please. I live in Twitterville sharing um, all the time at Miriam Hinane. You are like a poet. You you have so many clever little lines. (laughs) I'm a writer. I'm a journalist. (laughs) Dean, do you want to say anything? Are you, uh, Dean is, I don't even know if he's there. Dr. Dean, no? Oh, he is. Something happened. I'm here. It's just really loud where I'm at, but uh, just Dean Ryan and us down podcast. I just did a little analysis of all the wildfires on the West Coast. Check that out on Twitter. Check that out on iTunes, Up is Down podcast. But I got to go, you guys. See you, Dean. Take care. Dean. And my- What's right, his ciao. handle? What's Dean's handle? Oh, uh, on the tweets, it's just at um, Up is Down podcast. Up is Down podcast. <laughs> that's it. That's his. Uh, his, his that's my show. That's my tweeter. That's, that's my um, and also uh, deanreiner dot com. Cool. That's it. Mike, Mike left, and uh, I don't think the, the dinosaur talks. So we'll just have to OBDM podcast. Check it out. It's hilarious. It's he all these little uh, <laughs> these little background samples that you hear. He does that nonstop on the show, and it's hilarious. It's the best show on. Uh-oh. interwebs that's so nice obdm our big dumb mouth is what it stands for and it's fantastic they do two shows a week yep live uh saturday at noon and uh i think wednesday nights Wednesday at- afternoon yeah with yeah. joe i wish joe was here joe and i have a common anarchist background that we we tend to see the world the same way when he's screaming on the show i'm screaming right along with him yeah, so Joe needs to come on these shows more often because he's like us he brings a lot of that passion he gets worked up he gets worked up man i love his anger <laughs> i never <laughs> jones until like i you know i i, I start talking about these things because you can see how he gets worked up because i we get worked like if you're passionate about it it's hard not to get worked up when you're really upset about what the fuck's going on yeah. so um, we're just like Alex Jones, just in shape. Thanks, Ricky, for setting this up. I know Mike's. Yeah, thank go you, Ricky. Thank so you. Much. It was oh, so great. Everyone's awesome. Yeah, on. thank you. I'm totally grateful because I'm so censored. So I appreciate this opportunity. Oh, that's great. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your night. Next one. Yep. Thanks.
Thanks, Ricky. Peace, guys. Ricky, will you add everybody's? I, I would like to follow everyone. And, and... I'll send. Uh, usually, once uh, we have the audio and the video ready to share with the, all the participants, we'll also share the the links to like who's on the show. That way, you can kind of connect and whatnot. And maybe I'll put everybody's email address in one email. That way, I, I've been doing that a, a few times. Just that way, if anybody who's on the show wants to connect with somebody else on the show, it's a gr- great way of networking. So it's been. Uh, yeah, it's been cool doing this because I've seen a lot of people who've been on this show doing each other's shows after. So it's been a great way of kind of getting everybody together on the same page and helping each Cross other. Cross-pollinating is what Yeah, ab- absolutely. Spread that demon sperm, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. God bless everyone. Stay safe what? and stay healthy. What the hell Thank is you. everyone still doing here? We're leaving. That's <laughs> right. here. Gotta go. Finishing up, and we did. We did let everybody know about your show and uh and all that stuff. So we we filled them in. You kids, get off my lawn! All right. <laughs> thanks, Mike. Thanks, and thanks for coming through last second. Hey, no Take problem, up. guys. Hey, it's a pleasure. Anytime. Love you. And uh, I guess we'll see everyone next time, right? Yep. All right. God bless you. Take care. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you.